welcome to Chris Apocalypse episode 195. We are here. <laughs> Breaking news, Liz Truss is PM. That was weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, remember she killed the Queen. Oh, yeah, she poisoned her with a poisoned handshake. Well, uh, Liz Truss is PM. I mean, it's not like she's going to do anything catastrophic to the UK economy. So fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Inject sixty-five billion. The, the pound rose today. Yeah, yeah. After sixty-five billion was put into the into the uh, into and the after economy. they did a U-turn on everything. They oh had yeah, and they did the U-turn as well. Yeah, yeah. That plus the sixty-five billion seems yeah, to have politics. just about recovered the pound. Who cares? Yeah, bunch of cunts. Um, well, we spoke about the cost of living crisis last week. Did we? Did we? Ask last fun. time we That's had the fun. cost of living crisis, and this week I'm showing that I'm immune to the cost of living crisis by buying a four hundred and fifty pound Steam Deck. No. Oh. Because I don't care. Oh. How you doing, Nat? All right. Yeah? How you been? What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Um, Stuff, I guess. You went to, did you go to a thing? You went to a thing, didn't you? A convention? No. That was months ago. What did you do? What have you been up to? Work. Not work. Ant's a supervisor now. Do you want to talk about that? No. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> no, why would I? Shut, shut it down. This is not important. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to make idle chit chat. I feel like these podcasts go better when we have like a nice little chat at the beginning. D- do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? You yeah. think it's a waste? Your growing collection of uh, Transformers. Hmm. Becoming a bit overwhelming, mate. Is it? Yeah. Well, whose fault is that? Definitely not mine. Really? I'm going to say straight off the bat, not my fault. Well, I just but- need some cabinets. Why don't, you, why don't you get some cabinets then? Because they cost money. What cabinets do you want? Cabinets. Do you want to buy some cabinets? I don't know where I'd put them. I mean, where the Transformers are now, I guess. You've got free chest yeah. of drawers, but I don't think you've got that many clothes. I don't. I don't. The chest of drawers have like, magazines and stuff in them. <laughs> well, there's a problem there. Hmm. If we were to get you some shelving units with space for books and Transformers... Books? Well, magazines and Transformers, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Magazines and Transformers. We could really open up this space for activities. Get you some bunk beds. No, I'm just going to keep putting the Transformers in every available space I have. So really, you're basically just going to get that butt plug Transformer next and then you're sort of done, aren't you? Because you don't have any more space. No one can hear you. Oh, right. sorry, I apologise, everyone. I just said he's going to have to buy that butt plug transformer because he's run out of fucking space. And we are Critpocalypse. We 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 review stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's do that thing. Yeah. Episode 195. Who's first? Who's first? I'm first. Well, there you go, then. It's fucking... So I'm going to review a thing. Um... You haven't even thought out. You don't even know what you're... No, I forgot what I was going to review. Jesus Christ. You were like, oh, I can't wait. I'm the first person to go this week. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's all on me. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I've got four things to review. I can't have four wait. things to review. I have, have you? I have them, have yeah. Four things to review. They're up here in my brain box. In my yeah. mind palace. Yeah. In my brain grapes. Mind grapes. Mind grapes. Yeah, fucking Yeah, in my mind grapes, I've got all the things I'm going to review. I've just got to get my notes. By notes, I mean the porn site I frequent. Alright, I'm gonna review um I'm gonna review first things first, Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. I watched them both. Cause I two things. Shut the fuck up. If you later on are like, oh I don't have a thing to review. Oh, I've no. always got a thing to review, Anne. No. That's a secret. I'm full of things. 
I'll review my guts full if I have something. to. Yeah, I'm full of cum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I watch Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. And one thing that I can tell you is that there is... There is one of these movies is a cult classic, and the other one is okay. Yeah. Can you guess which one's which? Uncle Buck. Yeah. Um, Hocus Pocus, the story of three witches. They're trapped, and they're waiting for a virgin to light a black flame candle so that they can come back from the dead and and eat the children of Salem or eat the souls of the children of Salem mm. to live forever. Right? Right? So some plucky young kids and a cat named Binks that was originally cursed by the witches, and one of their... Blinks. Uh, Binks. Blinks from Binks. the Xbox. No, Binks, not oh. Blinks the cat, the time sweeper. Yeah. You fucking, what are you talking about? Um, so yeah, they, uh, legend. they, uh, they, they band together to stop the witches. And it's actually, it's, it's quite a fun film. There's a lot of like early nineties horror for kids stuff in there, which is great. I miss films like that where they are like actually went like, Oh, these kids might die. Cool. Great. Fine. Yeah. yeah. It's good. And then, Cut to Hocus Pocus 2, and they're like, these kids won't die. And I'm like, yeah, I know they won't. It's a movie made today. And that's just a bit sad, because, like, a bit of peril is good for kids' films. It's, look at, look at, like, the fairy tales they used to tell kids. It used to be, like, stories to teach them lessons, like, don't trust strangers and shit like that. Now you've got kids trusting all kinds of strangers. When I was a kid, I had um, this comic where Superman beat a villain called Nick O'Teen. It was an advert at the back of one of the And he's a paedophile. No, Nicotine wanted to get kids to smoke cigarettes. Mm. He dressed as a cigarette. He wanted those kids to smoke his pot. That was actually about paedophiles. But yeah, what I want to know is, when are we going to get Nicotine in the Snyderverse? Oh, he's already in there. No, he's, he's every character. <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah, so Hocus Pocus 2, pretty much the same plot. Uh, some girls on their 16th birthday, like the Black Flame Candle, they happen to be virgins, so the witches come back. And it just, it straight away feels a bit weird. Oh, they just happen to be. So it just, <laughs> it's really strange because like when it happens. Now oh, Paul Birch is in it. Yeah, she was in the original. She played the little girl. Yeah. Um, when when they call the witches in the new one, the first thing the witches do, and that's Bette Midler and, and Sarah Jessica Parker and the other one from Sister Act. Kathy Mjimski. There you Jimmy. go. Jimmy. Yeah. They, they come back and they immediately start singing about being back. Oh. Like a like a like a commercial from the Super Bowl, you know, when they do one of those like it's Ferris Bueller, but he's old. It felt like that, yeah. and it was just really odd. I mean, that's what films are now. Yeah, it's that's just, basically what films are. Now. They exist to remind you that the first one exists. Yeah, exactly. But please don't buy the first one. Buy the new one. No, don't buy the first one because the first one's constantly on offer. It's a lot cheaper, and also it's good. So we we can't really sell it to you again once you buy it once. Um, no, it's just a bit of a shame because uh, all the cast do seem to be trying. It's just they they hinge way too much on the teenage drama of it all. Like it's very much like I'm shocked the they, music's not by uh, Danny Elfman because when you listen to it downstairs, it was just all I could think of was the Batman theme tune. That was the first, first one. one. Is Danny Elfman though, isn't it? No, it's not. Is it not? Who no, is it? It's a guy called John Debney. Ah, uh, John Debney. Yeah, Danny Elfman's first name, his real name. He's um, uh, but yeah, it's it's just a bit of a shame. Although, um, like, um, uh, what's his name, um. Doug Jones comes back to play Billy. Billy comes back as a character. Oh. But he's not really a main character. He doesn't get involved in anything. He's sort of, just sort of on a fetch quest to go and pick up the items to, to make the potion for the witches. I'm still trying to level up. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just a bit sad. It's just like, it's not very well thought out. And it's a bit of a shame because the ending's quite good. The ending has like a sweet tinge to it. Like the ending, 
I'm just going to spoil it because fuck it, who cares? It's fucking Hocus Pocus 2. So at the end of the film, um, there's a spell that they find out about in the in the witch's book and it's basically Bette Midler has a choice. She can either, if they get the children, they can do the, they can create the potion that's going to give them more immortality and make them young again. Or they can do the spell that's going to give them unlimited power. But the, it comes at the cost of your, like, the thing you care about the most. So Bette Midler does the spell and she loses her sister's. And so oh, Sarah no. Jessica Parker and... Caffeine and Jimmy. Caffeine and Jimmy. Caffeine and Jimmy. They both say? start disappearing. They say popular back in the day. They say goodbye to their sister. They say goodbye to Bette Midler and they start disappearing and they're like, they're like, bye. And, she's, and they're like really sad about it and they're, they're saying they give us... And Bette Midler's like, I just, I... This was all us. This wasn't meant to be like a... I can't do this on my own. I want my sisters back. The whole point is that, you know, we were meant well, to she didn't know together. what she cared about. No, I don't think she did because she's been dead for 29 years. <laughs> and you sort of like, that must be a bit jarring. She was dead for longer than that in the first one. They were... She was dead for 300 years in the first yeah, one. Yeah, because I wasn't ready for this nothing. one. Um, but yeah, but basically she uh, she says, okay, can you grant me my one wish? And she's like, okay, you've got to give up your power and that will give you this this one wish. And she goes, okay, I want my sisters, I want to be with my sisters again. And then she dies. She goes into the ether with her sisters, disappears into like... And it's like a, it's almost like a nice goodbye because you do find out they were sort of persecuted as witches at a young age, ran into the woods, and then they were found by someone who actually was a witch and did eat kids, and they just sort of bonded to her because they had some semblance of witch power. Like, there's a way more interesting story told in the first few minutes and the last few minutes of this film than any other point in the film. And it's not because of the actors or like the woke storylines or any shit like that. Oh, it's just is it woke? Is it's it? just it's just because it's not. Witches are played by women, are they? The problem is that it's it's another film. One of them's a Jew. It's another film that is just. Actually, I think two of them are. Yeah. It's another film that is just that is just mush. It's just no flavour, no context to it. There's no like. You can just keep eating it, and you won't. You, it's just nothing. There's just nothing there. Of course, there's there no substance. But the first film is so so much better than that. The first film is like, I think it was because the first film was so surprising to me. It was people. made when films were made, when we had actual films. Yeah, like but even it, just just churned that, out stuff was better. Gleam in the Cube is a better film than most stuff released yeah, these true. days. Um, fucking... But yeah, it's it just it's such a jarring like, and I wish that they had just gone. Look, let's just make it like we made the old one. We don't need to. There's a joke in which one of them's riding on two Roombas instead of a broom, <laughs> and I was like, "That's modern. That's what they'd use these days." But like, they use a Hoover in the first one. Yeah, they use a Hoover. Yeah, because that's, that's what people had. Yeah, it was modern at the time for people to use. In Hoovers. 1993, it was modern for Hoovers. <laughs> if it was a British film, it'd be a Henry, oh, wouldn't it? And it was just you know, like we just go like. There's something. Oh no, here. they'd use the other one. What's the other one? What's the girl one? Not the Henry. Henrietta. Henry, yeah, they'd, they'd use that, wouldn't they? Make it political. There's something here, and it's just not being done. There's not enough done with it. There's not enough substance there, and it just makes it altogether very disappointing. I think the biggest thing, though, is I shouldn't have watched these in the same evening. That's probably, probably. the biggest undoing, because the first one is such a high, high bar. Because if you've grown up watching this film, there's nostalgia there. But also, just if you like these like Monster Squad style um, movies, where like it's like kids are fighting the evil villain, and they're actually like you know, there's actual like peril. And people do die, and there's like some injury. Like at one point, Billy gets his fingers cut off by he's the zombie guy. He gets his fingers out from underneath the thing, the um, the manhole cover, and then a truck goes over and chops all his fingers off. Yeah. And he has to pick him up. Like he loses his hand. How did you pick and, like, him up? 
He cuts his mouth open with a pen knife so he can speak. Like, he actually, like, saws yeah, open the bandages. How pick up his fucking fingers? He just goes up there and scoops them up. Well, he's, still got got the, he's, still, he's still got his palms. This... A man without fingers still has two palms. Try to see what Catherine and Jimmy's been up to since um, she was very popular. Because she was the voice of Peggy Hill in King of the Hill. Was she? Yeah. yeah. Is she going to be in the remake of King of the Hill, the reboot? Oh, oh God. No, no, no. I'm not having a anyway, reboot. Anyway, uh, yeah, Hocus Pocus 1. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a Charlie's Ferron. It's a classy affair. Very, oh, very oh, hot. Give it to Charlie's Ferron. Anyway. Why would you have to take it there? Why are you objectifying Drew Barrymore? The, I wasn't objectifying her. I was asking the question, is she attractive? That in no way objectifies her. Because even if she isn't considered hey, attractive by people... Even if people don't find her attractive, she is still a highly successful woman. So irregardless, my opinion of her does not matter. For she is clearly a charismatic and enigmatic human being. There you go, who, everyone. Matt's opinion does not matter. No, it doesn't. Never has. <laughs> this whole thing is a sham. It's yeah. a fucking sham. No, anyway, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. I'm going to give it a David Spade. It's just... It's, it's nothing there. Not enough there. Give me some more flavour. Some seasoning. But yeah. And your review. Get to fuck. You can't. I watched um, Hellraiser. The original one, not the new one, because the new one apparently doesn't come out in the UK. Uh, apparently, you'd think it'd be on Disney Plus, like all the other Hulu stuff is, yeah. but it's not. Apparently, it's not confirmed or anything. It better be on there because I want to see the new Hellraiser film because apparently it's fucking great. Anyway, I watched the original Hellraiser because I thought, you know what, let's go back, let's go back and watch that little British film from the nineteen from the nineteen eighty seven, the little British film that could, directed by Clive Barker, his directorial debut. Um, where he admits he didn't have a fucking clue how to direct a film, but he was tired of the mess that had been made of his work before. Because remember, he was the story writer behind Rawhide Rex. Do you remember Rawhide Rex? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was something else that he was involved in. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, Hellraiser. You know how Pinhead is like, just like the guy for Hellraiser. It's the the character everyone associates with him. Um, he's in it for like two minutes yeah. in the whole film. Um, I forgot that. I hadn't seen a film for years. Like, not for, not for quite a while. Because I've seen it. I used to watch it when I was a teenager and stuff. Because it's, you know, it's one of the films you watch. Because, um, you know, classic horror. Um, the weird attempt to Americanize it as well that happens in it. Because um, they they didn't like the. Apparently, the studio that was publishing it wanted to give it more of an American tinge in the United States. So they, like, dubbed over some of the actors with American accents doesn't work so well. Everyone's got English accents, and the one I think they use British actors to try and do American accents. Or they hired some Americans and told them to do American accents, because Americans are terrible at accents. But anyway, um, it's weird, that bit. But the story is that, you know, Andrew Robinson, Garak from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and his wife, um, who's in stuff, but I can never remember what, um, they move into a new house. Well, I say a new house. It's an old house. It belonged to his grandmother. Yeah. Um, while there, they find that his brother, who's uh, a near-do-well, who's been in and out of prison his whole life, had squatted in one of the rooms. What a naughty boy. Um, what they don't know is that he had been having an affair with Garax, whatever his name is, Lenny, Lenny, Larry, something like that, his wife, before they got married. Naughty. Naughty. Frank the brother, has got hold of the Lament configuration. I think it's... I don't think they, don't they just call it a puzzle box in the first one, but it's the Lament configuration, or yeah. the Le Marchand configuration in the book. 
Um, in the fourth film with Adam Scott. Well, Le Marchand is the guy who creates it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played by Adam it's Scott, isn't he? Possibly, I can't yeah. remember. But anyway, um, Henry Cavill's in one of them. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, in one of the bad ones. He's in one of the. He's the in the internet, internet one. one. Yeah. yeah, Hell World. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they Frank got killed by the. You saw it in the intro. He gets killed, and you see like the pinhead guys, the Cenobites, demons yeah. from another world who seek out pleasure. And pain till it is no more different from one one from the other. Um, they're good guys. I like them. I like that they have conversations and stuff. They're intelligent monsters. Um, but yeah, the she um, she uh, hubby cuts himself, and the blood spills on the room upstairs where Frank was killed. It's like a room that for some reason only she goes into. No one else bothered to go into. Just a big empty room. They moved into the house and just left one room entirely empty. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but the blood. Mixes with what's left of his flesh under the basement floor. Yeah, he, um, a, he comes back to life. Cool, cool slug man. He's like all just, just, just. It's really great effect. Freaking amazing effect. Oh yeah, when For he's rebuilding himself. A back British up. film made in 1987. Isn't it wax and it's melted, but it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of reverse shots, but there's yeah. also there's there's animation and stuff in there as yeah. well, and then just the the way they make the first stage of him when he's got um when he's got skin and everything when he starts to come together and he can talk. And it's like, like it looks like they've cut away someone's face. I know you do that makeup where you layer it on and cut away from it to make it look like it's cut away, but it looks too thin. Yeah, I I was watching it and I was like, did they have like a really really clever puppet? But then I'm looking at the eyes and the eyes are 100 percent real. Mm. Like I thought, were they doing a crypt keeper thing? Or like the Tar Man from Return of Living Dead? But that's just, that's a guy in a costume. That's no, a no, really skinny when guy. It's the mask and it's melting away mm. and it opens its eyes and the eyes are really well done that's a that's an animatronic mm. but it's um yeah just just stunning effects and they're like my favorite stage is when um the budget cost saving comes in where he starts wearing clothes and the shirt's got blood <laughs> yes, seeping, seeping through, through it. it that's fantastic that i like i um, like the shot of the the dad's face on on his on his head where it's just pinned at the yeah, back yeah, yeah. And he's like hi there darling yeah. <laughs> like no but that's fucking fucking uh and what's his name Andrew Robinson yeah. um, plays him because he's Garrick in Star Trek. He is in like 16 episodes of Deep Space Nine and fucking steals the show every time he's in it. Absolutely amazing character. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he goes the whole hog of his entire acting where he like leans into his more theatrical elements when he gets to be Frank pretending to be Larry mm. and he's like just hamming it up no end because he's like, he's the villain now. Um, but it's a real face-off moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like looking into a mirror for him, only not. Um, but yeah, I I love I love this film. It's really good. It's like shockingly good filmmaking for a director who admits he didn't have a clue what different lenses were or anything like that. Well, he had to have a lot of help on set. This is one of those things where it proves that sometimes it's the crew. It's the yeah. crew who does the because the budget work. on this was like it started as forty million. And then it's was cut down that. to 26, it's and then got cut down to 12. It's very low budget. Yeah, yeah. It's like literally, like, it started at 40 mil, and that was with a certain director attached. And then they were like, no, we've got to shoot it here. So it went down to 26. And then it was like, oh, we've got to shoot with this crew, and it went down to 12. It's a British film. It's not an American yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but it was intended. They were actually going to shoot it in America. It's going to yeah. be the US. There's stuff where um, cause it's supposed to be set in the US. It doesn't really say in the film. No, and it looks like but, a British fucking Yeah, sound. there's bits where she's walking down the street and the pavements are all cracked and yeah. all over the place. So, yeah, that's the 80s, I was the now, I remember. There was a brief period in the 90s where pavements were all right for a little bit and then just started getting worse again. Yeah, well, the uh, came into power. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, just just a really good friggin' horror film. Aye. It's weirdly um, really well conceived in every aspect. They don't try and go over the top. Oh, one million was the budget. Yeah, I told you, really fucking Jesus. low. Um, but friggin' Doug Bradley, Pinhead, and all the Cenobites, really, because he's not called Pinhead in this, he doesn't get a name. Um, but the other Pinheads, like especially the woman one, they sort of have an equal amount of time going on. Um, but the way he sort of has conversations when the when when what's her face the daughter Kirsty summons them by accident in the hospital because she's fucking around with a puzzle box. Shouldn't fuck around with a puzzle box, man. You never never know what's going to come out of one of those freaking things, man. Tony Randall was the uh, was an uncredited editor. Oh, was he? And he's the guy who also did Fist of the North Star. And he or the uh, live action Fist of the North Star. Yeah, yeah fantastic work. Man. And he was hired. He directed the sequel to Hellraiser two. Yeah. <laughs> The sequel to Hell to Hellraiser two. Sorry, the sequel to Hellraiser, yeah. Hellraiser two. But no, um, yeah, the way he turns up and she's like freaking out like crazy. He's like, "You have opened the box. It matters not if you want us to go. No tears, please. It is a waste of good suffering." Fantastic freaking line. That's a great line. It's it's one of those films that it's um, erotic. Like it's the best way to describe it because rather than rather than it being something where it was like rather than it being a film that where it was about the um, just the sex and the act of sex it was like erotic in the way that it like showed that's everything. how films were in the 80s no they weren't a lot yeah, of them they were, were that basic dog instinct shit, like, yeah but like a fucking... lot of them were still that dog shit like ooh vagina like even basic instinct was like ooh vaginas and like there's all people sweating in a fucking room films going were sexy, right to see a man. vagina it's like can you imagine films being... were sexy back then oh god can you imagine being that pathetic when Kyle got... Reese they all literally have an, an incels mindset Kyle like, Reese ah, did a cock to vaginas. his mate's best if you were a real mom. policeman and you'd seen people murdered like dead naked in a room you wouldn't be like oh she's unfolding her legs you'd be like well, at least it's not full of maggots. Yeah, but she's hot and seductive, so... I'm sure there's a lot of hot prostitutes they've had to clean up at crime scenes. Yeah, but she's rich, so she's clean. I'm sure there's a lot of rich prostitutes they've had to clean up they at crime clean. scenes. They <laughs> Clean them up. Take them home, put them in the microwave. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it is It is such a anyway, weird... they're a bunch of pencil pushers. They don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> Sex, the sexiest so thing stupid. they see is the it's inside American, of a guy. It's American eroticism versus... Like a UK idea of Rotterdam, because America's very prudish and very. Like, yeah, I like it when people put hooks for themselves and get rid. No, apart. it's not. It's not about that. It's about the no, idea, like, oh. like so much of this film is about her, her sexual attraction to this person who is violent and horrible. Yeah, yeah, because she got real good dick once, and she's like, I fucking yeah. want that. She's yeah. got real good dick once, not until the skin slapped back. around, and then she's like, those two things. She could have just killed a few more people and yeah. would have been fine, but she just, just murdered a couple mm, more. Yeah, just she drags her husband up there. I don't know. The weird thing is, like, there's only like one Hellraiser thing. Like, there's the torture thing. There's only one, isn't it? Really, you get a really brief view of something happening at the start, and then you get the bit at the end where he gets hooked with the spikes and ripped apart, which is edited down because apparently they it was much more gorier originally, and it's very brief in the final cut. Um, but then when you watch the other films, it becomes about the Hellraiser situations. And there's always like a victim who summons the hell, summons the Cenobites, and like, oh, what's what weird contraption are they getting into? I remember is it um, Hellraiser, not Inferno, the one before Inferno, the one the one set in the past and the future. And there's the two guys, and the spike comes out and twists their flesh yeah, together. Yeah, the two twins, and they become a Cenobites. Yeah, yeah, um, stuff like that. But um, Hellraiser three as well, which is just like full of camp nonsense like that, isn't it? Uh, 
Hellraiser 3 is a lot more of a schlocky film than that one. But still fun. Hellraiser 3 is all right. Apparently the last one, the 2018 one, was like, all right. Yeah, it's a weird one because it's not any of the original actors or anything uh, like Doug Bradley's not in it. It's all just like very cheap looking, but mm. it's actually meant to be quite well written and, and well directed. Yeah, but um, I can't wait for to see the new one just because like Jamie Clayton looks that that pinhead they've done looks, looks fucking amazing. incredible, doesn't it? Yeah, the Cenobites are all the way they should look, where it's all like skin stretched out, like on like on the friggin' uh, you know when you see like a a frog with its stomach split open, pinned down on a board, like in a lab or something. One of those things. It looks like that. They've got their skin stretched and pinned in places. Um, but no, we'll see that maybe one day if it turns up on Disney Plus next week. Who knows? Probably won't. Um, I think Jamie Clayton's pinhead should be the new Disney princess. They should put her in the next Wreck-It Ralph movie or some shit. I don't know. Do they do... They haven't done a Disney princess movie where all the princesses come together to fight like Maleficent or some shit, have they? That's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it did happen in Wreck-It Ralph. No, I mean like an actual film where it's like, that's the plot, is the princesses team up to fight Ursula, played by... Who's playing her in the... Is it Melissa McCarthy, isn't it? Playing Ursula in the Little Mermaid film that's coming out. That sounds like a bad idea. I can't imagine her singing. That's going to be horrible, isn't it? Apparently Lizzo... Um, went for the role. Really? Yeah, Lizzo went for the role of Ursula. Oh. And they were like, nah, we're going to go with Melissa McCarthy. Why would you pick Melissa McCarthy over Lizzo? Yeah. Like, I know that people think, like, you know, like, she's got Melissa a McCarthy, crystal she's, flute. People find Melissa McCarthy funny. I'm not one of them. No. But some people do. And But then there's Lizzo, who's incredibly charismatic. Yeah. A fucking incredible singer. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anyone knows this about me. I love Lizzo's music and it's on my running playlist. Um, Love Looks Better in Colour is a fucking jam and people don't listen to it and it's real good. And she got that old crystal flute that everyone's outraged <laughs> to play. <laughs> Let her play the Ocarina of Time. Even though that flute is meant to be played. That's kind of the point. Have you yeah. seen, like, they came out and they said, like, yeah, it's there, but you're, you know, people can play it. You're meant yeah. to be able to play it. You just yeah. apply for a thing and then they let you play it. Yeah. As long as you're qualified I to play I would drop it. Oh, I'd drop it. I would fucking drop oh, it. Oh, I'd drop it so quickly. Um, but yeah, what if you hit the exact right pitch to hit the friggin' harmonic resonance of the flute and it shatters? No, it would shatter everything around it. Oh. The flute would be the, the conductive material, wouldn't it? Okay, well, I need another flute. <laughs> I, wanna... <laughs> I need another equally expensive crystal flute. Wait, Mariah Carey versus Lizzo, who can shatter? <laughs> Li- Mariah... <laughs> give Mariah Carey a, a crystal clown, crown or some shit. Oh. And they got, a, they got a harmonic have you resonance. Seen, have you seen Lizzo and um, what's his name? The guy who's just pure chaos. The one who does Bird Up. Bird Up? Yeah, he's Weird the, Al Yankovic? No, no, no. He's the guy who used to have... Bird Up Eric, sounds like a... Eric Andre. Oh. Eric Andre does Bird Up, where he wears a green screen costume oh, yeah, and has like yeah. a little bird stuck on his shoulder. Yeah. And he got Lizzo involved in that and she wore a green screen like bodysuit and just oh, yeah, a yeah, flute. Yeah. And she like, Bird Up! <laughs> like that around New York. And I was like, I just want to hang out with Lizzo, man. She's cool. And she was also flirting with Chris Evans on social media like a pro. Yeah. Oh, she's just hot. Lizzo would get it. Anyway, what were you talking about, Hellraiser? <laughs> Real horny, I'm sorry. It's pretty freaked Oh, Hellraiser. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Clayton looks a fucking amazing. One of the things that I really liked is they had an interview with her the other day. We're never going to get to see the movie, but I like watching the interviews about the movie. <laughs> she had an interview the other day where she said that, like, after um, Sense8, 
and like the few acting gigs that she has got, um, it sort of dried up for her. She wasn't really given a lot of opportunities, and obviously, like trans people become sort of like a underlying issue. You know all about things drying. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like my my beef jerky dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like um like she said that because you know the trans debate started happening with like weird right wing groups and people were a bit worried about hiring her, or at least she thought they were. She basically, once she got this job, she went all in. And apparently that's like very evident in her performance. Like she gives it her all. And I like the fact that she read. Yeah, she's going to regret those scars from all the pins and shit. (laughs) The weird, what I like is the weird tracheotomy. Yeah. They always freak me out, man. But she's like a metal tracheotomy. Yeah, it's got a pentagram shit going on there. That's a symbol. Creepy. Looks good. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. I'm just gonna fucking buy it on like an American website and just. Like, it's on Hulu. Yeah, America, I think so you can get it on streaming. Amazon though. You can buy it on Amazon in the mm. US. So if yeah. I just buy it on Amazon in the US, who knows? It might turn up on Disney Plus here, but fucking. Well, we've got Werewolf by Night coming on the same day, haven't we? Yeah. Um, which is apparently good as well. Yeah, but uh, fucking every time Marvel stuff comes up, they they know exactly who to get on social media no, who are going to love everything. It, uh, I just looked at the trailer for the new Black Panther film and people in the comments are talking about it like it's fucking the next big Oscar winning cinematic Black Panther did win Oscars. No, but I'm talking like they think as in classic cinema like fucking it's going to be discussed for centuries. You're going to have so much egg on your face when it's a remake of Sense of Sensibility. Oh. Sense and Sensibility. What yeah. was the... Um, Tell me the truth. There was Pride and Predator. <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. That yeah, was it. Yeah, and it was, it was Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, Pride and Predator was a better idea. Yeah. That is what they should do for the next Predator film. Like, they've done Prey. We did Native Americans. Let's do Pride and Predator. But, um, yeah, Hellraiser. It's great. The original. Um, maybe one day we'll get to see the new one. Let's watch all the. I tried to see if I could watch Hellraiser two anywhere, and apparently it's supposed to be on Virgin Media. But I went to their website and logged in; it wouldn't let me watch it. So I guess not. Maybe I don't get that. But anyway, fuck you. What's next? What's next? Yeah. What's this? What are you What's next? this? It's opened in the yeah. What's this? What's this? Fuck you, and um. Oh, have you not thought it out? Have you just? I already did that space, didn't I? Yeah. I'm going to review um, a brand new series on Netflix. It's only a couple of weeks old. I watched Cyberpunk Edge Runner. Oh, I can't think of anything I'd want to watch less. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Um, no, okay. So, Cyberpunk the game. I was a just bit... like the game. Does it spend three hours choosing your pu- yeah. their pubes? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of Cyberpunk 2077. I think that that was quite clear when I reviewed it. Uh, there's now been patches and like there's like a new version for the PS5 which I may try one day but for the most part it was a buggy nightmare you get it as a free upgrade don't you if you're on the PS4 one yeah Yeah, so it was a bit of a buggy nightmare and I I just I haven't gone back to it yet but um, I I was hurting for something to watch and I'd heard good things about Cyberpunk Edge Runner so I gave it a bloody good old fashioned go didn't I Anne? did you? and I'll tell you what surprisingly enough it's competently made it's bright it's entertaining but it does outstay its welcome, so it's a bit long in the tooth for what it needs to be. Put simply, it is the story of a young man who loses his mother in a tragic accident. Um, oh, when, I thought you meant like at the shopping centre no, or something. She dies, um, and in the cruel world of cyberpunk, there's no real sort of um, there's no there's no real um, treatment for the dead anymore. Like basically, they just get cooked. You get their ashes, and they go. Because it's like it's a massive city, it's a mega city, and they don't really have room to bury people. To anymore. be honest, 
cemeteries are taking up a lot of space. Yeah, I know it's prime real estate, mate. Yeah, yeah. You want some of those poltergeist houses? Yeah, you want some of those poltergeist houses? Just build them on on Indian burial grounds. Yeah, turn the bodies upside down first and piss on them. Yeah, and also don't move the bodies. Only move the tombstones. Mm-hmm. Important. Um, but yeah, so the kid, uh, his mum dies in a horrible drink driving accident. So he um, steals an upgrade that she's taken from a dead body that she she found on the scene of an accident. And he has it installed in his own body, and he gets put on the path to become an edge runner, which is basically like criminal, a criminal, criminal element for the city. So they go and they do jobs for people. They're like usually criminal jobs, like stealing, murder, subterfuge. Do they have um, bosses? Yeah, they're bosses. Yeah, what their bosses like, called? So the bosses are all corporate entities. Yeah, so what? like Osaka Industries, He's saying like they're lords, like they're, they're edge lords. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. There ain't no incels in this program. Everybody be fucking. Oh. Yeah. Everybody oh. be fucking yeah. in Cyberpunk. Um, no, it's it's an interesting little story because it is, it is just watching the downfall of a person who has a higher tolerance for the, like, sort of the medical upgrades that you can have done to your body. It just turns out that they've just got, like, a slightly better res- response to it. But at the same time, it is still killing them. They still are human. There is still limitations. No, they're not grinded levels enough. No, so it, it's not quite like that in, in uh. the game either. Like, they treat it like cyberpsychosis is something that can happen. Uh. You have too many upgrades and your body can't handle it. And also there's, like, a certain limitation, almost like like MP or, like, action points. Uh. You can only do so much before your body needs to rest. Is that what happened to Johnny? Silverhands? Yeah. No, he was shot to death, mate. Oh, yeah, Keanu so, Reeves oh. was shot to death. Oh. Potentially. Might be alive. Potentially. No spoilers, because I haven't completed it. He died mysteriously. He fell down the lift shaft onto some, some bullets. bullets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a mystery man, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yes. How did, yeah. Uh, what's her face? His yeah. dad died. How did your dad die? Oh, it was just a little accident where he fell down a mine shaft into some bullets. Yeah. Huh. It happens all the time, man. Yeah. Um, That's how George... What's his face? George Reeves, he played Superman, died. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not weird. Um... But yeah, so Edge Runner, it's a lot better than the game was when the game first came out. It's an interesting it's concept. Finished. Yeah, it's finished. <laughs> um, well, maybe not. There might be a second series. Because there are hints at other stuff that's happening. Like at the end, it just sort of ends quite suddenly and you don't really see what happens to the characters and there are some characters that survive, so it could be that something else happens. But, you know, maybe we'll never know. Who who fucking cares? Who, um, if, who you, if, you like, if you Is like it? cyberpunk, then you'll like this. Was it by the people who did the um, League of Legends know. show? I don't fucking know. I'm no, look. it's not 3D. Isn't it 3D? No. Are you sure? Are you, are you really sure? That's it. Who did it? Cyberpunk Edge, Run, Edge Runners by Studio... Oh, by Studio Trigger. What the fuck? Oh, fucking... Don't make me watch this. You cunts. Why don't they get Studio Trigger to do it? What's what? Who's Studio Trigger? They're like one of the most fucking popular. They came out of Gainax and stuff like that. They were one of the top friggin' animation studios. Look, okay, I'll give you give you some names. Kill a Kill, right? Fucking Little Witch Academia, SSSS Gridman, SSS Dino Xenon. They've done fucking Promare. Have you seen Promare? No. That's got crazy animation in it, man. Fucking... Pieces of shit. And Gainex is the company. They did the Star Wars Visions, one of the Star Wars Visions things as well. Yeah. But um, they came out of Gainex who did like, they, which is where Hideki Anno, like the group that Hideki Anno was part of, started Gainex. Gainex. Yeah. Um, they used to do all those, you know, those convention animations with all the copyright infringing 
shit in it that was like big flashy, just them showing off their animation stuff. And I think they killed themselves by doing Redline, which is like, you've seen Redline, haven't you? The car one. Yeah, the one that they spent a ridiculous amount of money making it and it didn't make much money back. Uh, but yeah, great. Was the Studio Trigger also the one where a bunch of them got shot? Was it then we got attacked? No. Some nutter went into the building and shot a bunch of them? I can't remember. It might have been there. I can't remember. Anyway, what's your next review? I just reviewed a thing. Oh. I just reviewed the fucking Edgerunner program, and I was going to say... The Edgelord program. Yeah, I was going to say it's a Matthew Modine, because oh. the story's not great. It goes on too long, but the animation is lovely, and some of the characters are really interesting, but they do exit the series pretty quickly. So, like, the ones that you really get interested in... Oh, Giancarlo Esposito is in it. Of course he is. Does he, he turn up to let you know the end? Anim- a bad guy. Oh. He plays a bad guy. Does he turn up Jeff. five episodes in to let us know the hero's fucked? No, he turns up six episodes in. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say this. Giancarlo Esposito is a hero Giancarlo. in... Giancarlo. 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 He is a hero in the Maze Runner films, and I will never stop talking about Maze Runner 1, 2, and 3 being the perfect YA trilogy... Get to fuck if you don't like those amazing films and your review. He was also here in um, Sesame Street. In Heroes. He was in Sesame Street for a little Was he in Heroes? I don't remember him in Heroes. I think you're making that up. What series of Heroes did you get to? The same one everyone did halfway through Series 2. Ah, I watched all of them. Yeah, you fucking idiot. I know. Did you watch Heroes Reborn? No, I didn't. I did not. I need to, though, because I'm wondering if... uh, What's his name? Sight... Sight... No, uh, what's the name of the... Sila. No, not Sila. Who's the uh, Indian dude? I can't remember, but he was in something else, wasn't he? He was in The Flash. Yeah. He became a blood monster. Yeah. But in, in, in Heroes, he became a bug monster. Ah. He made himself into the fly. Ah. Did you not see that one? Yeah, I remember that's happened in Series 1. No, it didn't happen in Series 3. Oh. Well, I didn't watch it past Series 2 because it was terrible. No, you watched Series 3, my friend. kind of got bad. Suresh? Yeah. Suresh? I don't know, but he had a weird accent. He had a funny English accent, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He's one of those English actors that just sort of appears in American things and never appeared in any English stuff, didn't he? Um, right. Shall I review... Hang on a sec. No, I found Hellraiser, didn't I? Yeah. What was the other thing I did? You haven't done two things yet. Haven't I? No. Shit. No, hang on. Mm. You hurt my brain now. I know there's something else. I know there's something else. You fucking hurt my brain. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Black Zamak. My boy. My little, my small child. My good time buddy. <laughs> You're on, soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show, show, play the, show, play the cliff. No, but anyway, Black Zarak was 60% off at Entertainer. Yeah. And I had to give him a home. Because before, there's a figure by his Transformer. Um, he was 150 quid originally. And oh, I was like, it? And I was like, he's too expensive. He's too big. Yeah. And after getting, being 60% off... He's just too big. 70 quid's like... I mean, to be honest, if I paid 150 quid for this, I feel like I would have got my money's worth. But uh, he's a big lad. Is he like the biggest Transformer in the series? No, no. Um, He's about the fifth tallest Transformer figure. But you're talking... In the the series, is he like... The Unicron's bigger. Is In the series, is he like that big in comparison to the other Transformers? Oh, no, much bigger. Oh, he's much bigger than all the other Transformers. Yeah, yeah, but he was the bad guy in uh, Transformers: The Headmasters, the um, series that carried on in Japan after the series finished. Disguise. But um, he's a repaint of Scorponok. Who? He's got an entirely new head, a nice new head. He turns into another robot. Uh, 
He turns into another robot. You can sort of see parts of him there. And his head turns into a small robot. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Is the small robot the one that's actually controlling him? Yeah, he controls everything. The small ro- ro- robot is Lord Zarak. Oh, so Scorponok isn't a real huge, like a real transformer. Scorponok was his previous mecha. Okay. It got destroyed. And then he made a new one in the form of Black Zarak. Black Zam. I mean, in Japan, he was called Zarak all the oh, time. Right. He wasn't called Scorponok there um, and stuff. But he's Zarak. He's got an eye patch here. But um, he's even called Zarak in the American version. But anyway, um, it's a lot of figure. He turns yeah. into a scorpion in a city. I still haven't turned him into the city. No. Because um, the scorpion took up like half the bed when I put it on there. Um, it's really big. I've got nowhere else to put it. You need to get those shells, mate. But you know what? He's nicely made. He's lots of nice paint on it. The, he- the hat, the, he- the head, there's really nice sort of pinkish red paint all over it. It's really nice. I yeah, like it. It's, and it's well detailed as well. It's not just like lumpy paint that's filling no. all the gaps in the detail. Really. And I mean, when you get figures this big, the transformations are pretty simplified. But there's yeah. a lot of... Mm, not a little a intricacies? Not a little intricacies going on there? Some little hidden things. The whole chest plate opens up and there's a little seat you can put Zarek in. Oh! Seat. Close him inside so we can control the helicopter. Down. The head, not? not the helicopter, the the um, scorpion mode. Um, but no, he's a big fucking lad. He does seem, to and be. every single part of him clicks and cracks. Does he say stuff to you in in the night? No, but he does go like Transformers. You can hear that for the audience that can't see that. And is uh, is causing his his erect penis to come out of the machine. The little guy doesn't click, though, because he's only little. What? He's too young for that sort of thing, Anne. Oh, That's why. Little tiny guy. Little tiny guy. Little boy. And I don't know if you can see this, but I'm currently playing Fallout 4 on a handheld. Like, you're playing Fallout Shelter. I'm playing Fallout Shelter on a handheld. Yeah. Um, no, no, I just... I, I mean, I thought it was nice. It is very... It's, it's a, a very, very big like, thing. It's, it's, it's a lovely talking piece for the... For yeah. There's definitely people going, like, what the fuck did you buy this time, man? <laughs> is this a sex thing or is this not the a thing sex is, thing? I got Menasaur at the same time. Oh, Menasaur. This yeah, guy. Yeah. And I was like, that's a big lad. That's going to be a big lad for How my collection. How much was Menasaur? I mean, the middle, I mean, it's the middle part, Motormaster. He turns into the body of Menasaur. You need oh, the other right. figures to go with it. Yeah, of course. It's a five-part combiner, but Motormaster was 90 quid. Motormaster <laughs> cost me more than Black Zarak. It's like, for the two you bought, I could pay for half of this. Well, you could have paid for half of a bullshit fucking... Yeah, it's true. Fuck you. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah. You got me there, I got you? a Bumblebee figure as well. He's nice and small. He's simple. He's normal. But yeah, I saw the Bumblebee figure. My first regular Bumblebee. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. But um, no, I don't know if I want any more Titan-class figures. I think this one's enough. Um, the so current one me. the current one on the market is um, uh, the... I think it's Energon Transformers Energon Metroplex. He turns into you know those giant fucking excavators, yeah. like from um, from Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance when he takes over the excavator in oh, the court. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Turns into one of them. Classic movie. But um, yeah, I don't even think I want that one. No. Um, I don't want to do it next year. There's rumour it's going to be the um, Nemesis ship, the villain the Decepticon ship from the first one. But um, you know, it's just just big. It's got big claws. It's got a big spear. Comes with a couple of extra bits that the original Scorponok didn't. It's a Generation Selects one, so it comes in one of those nice cardboard boxes with the um, with the black logo and everything on it. It's nice. He was the first figure in the Legacy line, at least long time before the line started. Oh, what a treat! So I've got 
got blacks out. One day, hopefully, I can sell this and make loads of money. But considering they're such shelf warm and they're selling them for 60% off now, probably not going to happen. The original Black Zarak, mm. right? The original toy, a lot smaller, probably about the size of Menasaur here. Yes. Um, notorious for crumbling in the box before they're even open. Oh. Um, he's made of like he's got loads of gold plastic on him that like crumbles apart. So like ever getting one of those was it wasn't an option. I was I mean I didn't even see one at TF Nation. They're that rare. I saw all sorts of rare shite at TF Nation. I didn't see fucking Black Zarak at all. So yeah. it's all original Scorpion. Like, that's quite neat. Um, hadn't seen one of them since I was a kid. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, the original Black Zarak sell for like four hundred, five hundred quid for like one in decent condition if you're lucky like a boxed one like I mean imagine paying like 800 and some quid for a boxed one and it's not never been opened sealed from the original shop never moved and you open it it's just crumbled to pieces God, that'd be so disappointing I know that'd be annoying but rich people if they can spend 800 quid on a toy yeah really probably deserve it yeah. yeah but um, this thing ain't gonna crumble as far as I'm aware it ain't gonna crumble they sorted out that gold plastic thing years ago. Good for them. Now they've just got the problem where the plastic just changes colour before you even get out of the box. That's the whole thing now. They started using um, this, like, nylon-based plastic. And um, even this guy here, Mimenosaur, has got a couple of chunks on him that's um, turned a yellowy-grey. Oh. So that's great. Um, they're on his arm somewhere. You can't really see it when he's in combined mode, though. It's pretty... It's, it's not a big deal. It's not a problem for no, me. No, no. Um, but like the the Optimus Prime, Paul got me. Part of his arm's gone mm. the wrong colour. Like it's gone. It's got like a blood red tone to it. Yeah. Um, I've seen way worse though. Like I've seen people get. Right, There's an RC figure from Cyberverse that um almost half her body is made out of that plastic. So instead of being white and pink, she's like yellow and pink. Oh. And I'm a bit worried about that Star Saber figure that I've pre-ordered last year. Yeah. The one that's in the Hasbro Haslab one. Well, surely one. They'll, they'll have fixed it by then. Apparently they say they have. But this thing's 190 quid, and I'd like some assurances that it's going to be not messy does when it, it turns up. Does it come with a up. warranty? I hope so. They let me replace it if it does go yellow. Um, it looks really good. <laughs> but I'm hoping they figured it out. I mean, it's it's Takara handling that one. It's a bit more... They, they take a bit more pride they I think, a bit more to I think the Hasbro don't have let go of the quality, especially during COVID. Apparently, they can't have as many inspections going on at the places. Oh, what quality friendship? Yeah. But anyway. Um, it used to be my job. Black Zarek, he's big. Black Zam. Um, Grand Zam. If it's still on the entertainer for 70 quid and you want, an, uh, you want a child-sized Transformer, the Unicorn's bigger than this. You know that Unicorn that has the one they did on HasLab years ago? No. A few years back? Um, he's like, he's like fucking up here somewhere. Like fucking, like like this one's twenty one inches. Unicorn's like twenty eight, twenty nine. So, oh, nice. Have you ever seen something that's twenty nine inches long? Yeah. You're gonna say a dick? No. No. Okay. Of course. My not. waist. Yeah. Only twenty nine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anyway, um, you have to be mean to me. You can't be nice to me. You can't be nice to anyone. No, you can't. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. Anyway, um, I've just discovered there's a hole in the back of in the top of Zarek's head that you can sit, you can sit his little man in. I'm, uh, I'm trying to find your dignity. No, I'm trying to find where the local files are for. I've just bought um, Geo Geo having a sale on games, and I realised I've never played Soul Reaver Two. Oh, I've got um on the PS2. 
Yeah, I've got it on PC. Um, and it's 69p on PC, so I was like... Yeah, it's a bit janky on PC, if I remember rightly. Yeah. But not on Steam Deck, and Maybe. The console does it made. say... Um, Decked out. This is great for Steam Deck. No, it doesn't, but it's yeah. on GOG, so it won't. I need to um, add it to my... Right. Um, to my file, my Steam, my Steam OS. Uh, but right now, I'm still playing through the other stuff that I've got on here, so yeah. it's, it's not too much of an issue. I just bought it because it was on cheap, and I'll play it later. Sweet. I also, um, I also bought um, Resident Evil Two again. Again? Yeah. Didn't you already have it? I have it on PS4. Oh. And I have it on Xbox. And yeah. now I have it on PC. Well, well done. Thank you. It's a sign of wealth when you can have that many copies yeah. in the same game. I should put your rent up. Fuck you. Cost Fuck living you. crisis, yeah? Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking, you and your capitalist pig bloody belief structure that you can have my money. What's my fourth thing to review? I don't want my third I don't thing is. No, I never know anymore. I don't, uh, I've lost my goddamn mind. I, don't freaking... I had it all planned. I knew what it was earlier. Um. Anyway, I should put Black Zack's head back on. Anyway, your review, yeah? Oh, I can't get his head on properly. You you do your review. Alright, so Ant's fucking about with that, so I'm going to talk about... Oh shit, I popped his arm off. (coughs) I'm going to talk about my next thing. One second, let me just check to see which one it is. Meanwhile, I'm just going to talk about some other stuff as well. So, how's everybody doing? How's everybody been? How's everybody feeling? I like that people are, you know, getting back out there, having fun... You know, we're all getting to know each other. Fuck it. I'm going to just... I'm just going to review a thing off the top of my head because I can't fucking find the list of shit that I fucking made so I could talk about shit that I'd fucking done. This is so fucking frustrating. Fuck's sake. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the wedding plan. Wedding planning. Plan wedding. Wedding something. Let me just quickly get the name up. The wedding party, I think. The wedding plan. The wedding. The wedding. You right? Like, season. Really... Wedding season. No, that isn't. That was a Bollywood movie. Oh. Uh, wedding singer. No, 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 no. Let's have a look. That is called wedding season. Oh. But it's a series. It's not the Bollywood thing. Oh. How weird. How weird. Anyway, Hulu oh. have a new series called Wedding Season, which is on, on Star in the UK, on the Disney Plus app. And it is the story of Stefan, who falls in love with a lady who is an international lady of mystery. And she is a part-time criminal, part-time other stuff and other stuff and other stuff and so on and so forth. She's a woman who wears many hats, Hat. What kinds of hats? Top hats. Sweet. Caps. Sweet. Beanies. Ooh. Wigs are a type of hat. Oh. Anyway, you fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Yeah, what? Fat Sam's Grand Slam. Wait, well, yeah, I might need to look Speak at the... Speak um, easy. Um, anyway, so, so you keep going. So in the, wedding, in the wedding, wedding season, or wedding season, she is trying to do something that is going to get her control of a particular building... And she's doing this for reasons that are yet unknown to us as viewers of the show from the first few episodes. But as time goes on, we get to know these characters and their inner workings. Oh, fuck damn it. You're going to review the invitation again? No, I thought I hadn't done Deep Space Nine Season 6. Anyway, 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 get to fucking. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, so um, turns out she's got a lot of shit going on, and we find out about it, and it's really interesting. She's very attractive. Uh, so is Stefan, the guy who plays Stefan, is very attractive as well. Oh. But um, but it all escalates, and like people make mistakes, and then they make less mistakes, and then they get together, and it's nice, and it's very sweet, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's ten episodes. There's I remember a lot of stuff going on. Um, there's a few nice little little bits and pieces with different people in there, but for the most part, yeah, it's nice, easy breezy ten episodes. What's this? The wedding season. I just fucking said it like six. Wedding plan or something. No, wedding planners was the film with 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 Angelina Jennifer Lopez. Um, It's real, real good. Ten episodes, got some action. Some people get shot, some people die. Sweet. Um, But all in all, it's a nice, easy watch. It's not going to offend anyone. It's not going to upset anyone. There's no satanic rituals. Um, There's some sadness to it, but there's also some happiness to it. And I I liked it. Overall, I liked it. It was far more enjoyable than I expected it to be. Especially considering that it very much was like Edge Runner, just like a time filler. It was like something just to put on because I didn't didn't have anything else to watch. I didn't want to keep watching Always Sunny um, over and over again, so I watched this. You were watching Always Sunny, though. After I'd finished this... Hmm. Um, but really enjoyable, really fun. Um, the two leads are great. One of them is the lady who played the robot in Battle Angel Alita. Yeah, Rosa Salazar. Yeah, Rosa Salazar. She's yeah. very attractive. Very, very she's attractive. She's CGI. No, I mean, in this she's very attractive. I didn't oh. find her attractive in the robot movie. She had those fucked up eyes. I'm not an incel. Fuck you, you cunt. Who are you calling an incel? I have sex with that fucking big robot thingy. <laughs> That'd hurt you. Nor would I hurt it. No, it hurt you. Or would I hurt it? Um, But yeah, I'm going to give the wedding season a... I'm going to give it a Michelle Gondry. Oh, God, she was in that... um, Do you remember that Max Landis Wrestling Isn't Wrestling video he put on YouTube? Was she? Yeah. Oh, no. She probably hates him, though. Pretty much everyone who was involved with that said, he's a prick. Yeah, he is. He's a little fucking sex pest cunt, isn't he? Mm. He's king of the incels. He's like a like a Jordan Peterson. He's still posting stuff on YouTube. Yeah, it just incel shit where he just rants about people's and the Me Too movement. Yeah, because he raped a bunch of women because he's a fucking sex offender. Yeah, I still remember that story from Marin Hansen from before all the Max Landis stuff came along. Where he said he got invited to some party that Max Landis was hosting, and Max Landis wasn't there, and he just sort of turned up in a car, made everyone stop and pay attention to him, then drove off. <laughs> it's a good thing that Max Landis never got involved in Red Letter Media and they've only ever had Macaulay Culkin a good good guy on there yeah I like Macaulay Culkin Pat Oswalt let's supposed to get him back oh really yeah it was so funny that Jack Quaid was on there that was really odd because he's like a legitimate like A-list celebrity now he's just sort of like in everything no he's a big fan of theirs it seems <laughs> like, yeah yeah he definitely was he knew the stuff going on on the show yeah I like the fact they spoiled um, Scream 5 as soon as it was on set. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, uh, wedding season. Really, really fun little thing. Like 10, 10 episodes, get it in you. If you're looking for something. It's eight like, episodes. Eight episodes? <laughs> oh no, it felt like 10. <laughs> I need to re-review it. It's just, it's all about like shenanigans. If you like heists, but you like a little bit of crime, you like a little bit of mystery, and you like a little bit of like, you know, stuff. If you like watching stuff, oh, yeah, shit. I'm going to give it a Michelle Gondry. I like watching things that are on television. Give it a Michelle Gondry because it, it really it makes you think. Michelle Gondry. Michelle Gondry. Really? I think Michelle Gondry just makes you go. That's a weird effect. It makes you think. Like, be kind, rewind. It makes you think, and it's it's layered. 
But at yeah. the same time, it's also using some of those traditional elements in new and exciting ways. You try and say Michel Gondry's... Like, he did the Green Hornet movie. Michel Gondry? Yeah. He uh, did The Science of Sleep. You remember that? Yeah. And he did... Be Kind Rewind. Be Kind Rewind. Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah. Science of Sleep. <laughs> Dave Made a Maze. It was very soon. That wasn't made by him. That wasn't, no. No. But anyway... <coughs> And your review, fuck you, cunt. He didn't make Rubber either. Do you remember Rubber? Yeah, it was a good film. Rubber's good. Directed by Flat Eric, Mr. Yeah. Wazo. Um, when he goes... Him. With the puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Right, is that it? You're fucking done with that. So I review He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Season 2. I watched that. I haven't started Season 3 yet. It's eight episodes. Eight, eight episodes. I'm doing three with my fingers, but it's eight. Um, two less than the previous series, that's fine, it's okay. At the end of series one, they escape from Skeletor attack and they transport Grayskull to another location. They don't know where, they use some magic to do it. And they end up um, at uh, Sky Place. Some Sky Place, I forgot what it was called. But it's where uh, Stratos is from. You know He-Man, there's that guy Stratos who's a Birdman? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's this, but he's less Birdman-like. He hasn't even got real wings. Everyone else in his kingdom has wings. He's the king, though. Um, he's got, like, futuristic tech wings. Um, but he's a bit of an egotist and stuff. And what happens in this series is they need a plan to do something with Havoc, and the MacGuffin is to get, like... Havoc's the energy that Skeletor uses. Um, there's these three runes, sort of pyramid-looking things they need to collect up, and they're trying to stop Skeletor getting them, so they need them. And then I can't really remember why they needed them or what it was for, but they had some plan to use it to blow up Skeletor or something, I guess. Um, and then they blow up Skeletor. So that's all right. Um, it's not as much of a good series, this one, as the first one. Oh, I it think doesn't sound very good. It was fine. It was more of a sort of episodic, like every episode. Like the first series, half of the first series is like a one-story thing. Like like they maybe planned to open it up as a movie, but instead they cut it into episodes maybe. But um, this one's more like each episode is its own little adventure. Um, interesting set of characters introduced this series, though. They go to the un- the king of the underground in the city is Manny, played by Stephen Fry. It's Manny Faces. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, Stephen Fry? Yeah, Stephen Fry. The English actor? Yeah. Does the voice of Manny Faces. You're not even going to believe who else does a voice in this show. So Stephen Fry is Manny Faces, who in this world, is a, he puts on theatrical acts. And he modified himself so he'd have different faces to help him portray more characters. For some reason, the other characters he destroyed, decided to play were like a dragon monster face and a robot face. I think maybe he should have been more... That's more suited to being intimidating than being an actor. But cool by him. Little underground thing. Uh, Teela stayed behind in the city because Skeletor took over the city at the end of the first series. Um, and she's... Sort of helping keep keep King King Randall safe in the underground, which is good. Um, they introduced um, Cyclopsis, who's the guy with the eye thing in the original one. He had a big set, big rotating set of eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. But the guy this, who was like the body horror dude in the uh, new one. Yeah, I can't friggin', he's got eyes. Um, he's got one big eye. But um, in this, it's like a droid that lands on people's heads and takes control of them, um, and moves them around and messes with them and stuff. That's nice. But another character they introduce is a big dragonfly who likes to eat havoc energy and is seeking out one of the things. Guess who the big dragonfly is voiced by? 
Benedict Cumberbatch. Close. Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking of all people, Bobcat Goldthwait does the voice of the dragonfly, and he's in full Z mode as the dragonfly. Good for him. Good for Bobcat Goldthwait. He doesn't actually talk like that in real life. He's pretty normal in real life, but he's known for doing that voice of Zed from Police Academy and also Scrooged, um, same voice in that, wasn't he? He was the disgruntled employee who um, goes on a shotgun rampage but learns the lesson of Christmas yeah. by the end of the episode because um, if he can change and you can change, we all can change. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it's kind of a fun episode. There's a mosquito guy, Webster's in it, like they've a whole bunch, you know, fleshing out the He-Man weird world of... Fucked up people that Skeletor likes to employ. I kind of like they're not all just Skeletor's henchmen. Um, they've all got their own thing going on, which is nice. Um, it's not like the original cartoon where, like, it would just be like Skeletor would turn up and he goes, This week I have Stinkor! He makes smelly things happen! Um, in this one, it's like they just encounter these villains or characters. They're not necessarily villains, they've just got their own thing to protect. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bit of conflict with Stratos. Like, He-Man kind of gets a bit annoyed with him because Stratos is, like, acting like he's the leader. And it's, like, you know, trying to... Basically messing up their plans. Every time they've got a plan going on, Stratos has his own ideas about how to do things. Um, and, you know, it ruins it. And He-Man has a go at him. So Stratos goes off and makes his own team, which is the Dragonfly and Mosquito and Web Stories shitty team. They turn up in the final battle and just basically get in the way for the whole battle. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> um... And then they blow up Skeletor. Which is cool. Just blow him up. Just his head left. But then, that's in episode 7. The last episode focuses on Ram-Mam. Or Chris. Okay. Ram-Mam. Um, Skeletor's mind has got into her. Because it took her, her crystal on her head. You find out it's from Havoc Energy. And Skeletor's got a little bit of a way in there. As long as there's Havoc Energy around, he will be around. And he basically like gets into her head. And makes her think everyone hates her. And uses her to basically sort of take over Grayskull, and that's where the series ends. She's she managed she unites the three things that he had the those little sigil things were the the pyramid thing. I can't remember they're called the Havoc Pyramid, some bullshit. Yeah. Um, and now the Snake Men, the Snake Men come back to life. They were killed years ago, and now they come back to life as zombified snake people. Probably not great. Probably going to be bad for them. That we'll find out in season three. Um, still no sign of Hordak. I know Hordak's in this show. I've seen his voice acting credit, and I want to see Hordak because Hordak's my boy. And what, I hope he turns into a rocket in this, like he did in the original cartoon. He used to turn into things. He didn't turn into things in Shira. He just had a big gun arm every now and again, and had a crush on Entraptor. But you know, cool. I wonder if they're going to make this crossover with Shira in any way. What would She-Ra look like in this? Would they have to appease to the fanboys and make She-Ra super sexy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if they can't masturbate, then... Yeah. She had, like, Wilma Flintstone energy in the original cartoon. But in the new cartoon, She-Ra was more of a sort of... Um, just a kick-ass lady who's you know, had troubles. And she had depth. But the boys don't like depth. They want She-Ra to just be, like, He-Man, but sexy. Because yeah. they like to think, what if He-Man was sexy? Maybe they should just accept that maybe He-Man is sexy. Already. And they just, you know... You know, just saying. But it's an alright series. I think the first series was better. But um, I like, like that they've fleshed out the world a little bit. They've introduced new characters. They're You know, they're having fun with it. It's not just a retread of 
He-Man law that we know. You know, it makes it makes sure that every version of He-Man is valid on its own right, even the movie with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, Lundgren. Have you seen they're doing that He-Man four pack of figures? No. Um, and it's like four generations of He-Man, right? Yeah. Missing out the Dolph Lundgren one, which is horrible. But they're done in the you know the, those Masterverse those figures they're doing the ones that are like retro style He-Man figures. Yeah. But um, it's got the original He-Man. It's got. Um, new Adventures of He-Man. It's got my He-Man downstairs. Yeah, it's got a version of him. Okay. And it's got the um, one from the 2001 cartoon, but all done in the retro 80s style figure. Oh, cool. Style. Although the one downstairs still just kind of looks like that. Um, but that's neat, but it's 150 quid for four figures. No. And I'm like, nah, 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 no. Nah. Nah. 60 no. quid, four figures. 60 quid with a nice box? Yeah. I'd think about it's it. It's got a nice box. Yeah, but sixty quid for nice. And it's box. got like I think it's got like um some art stuff not, in there. I'm not paying. But 150 quid, no. Nah. Not paying 150 quid, man. No, nah, too not much. Too much. We'll wait for it to go on sale. I'll buy a Chinese site for twenty. It won't look as good, but it'll be fine. Yeah, he man will have one eye lower than the other. <laughs> it'll be a repainted chunk. It'll be her man. Yeah. <laughs> There's not even a hyphen. It's just called Herman. <laughs> Herman with his briefcase of power mm. by the power of office supplies. I fucking no, I don't care anymore. Who are we doing this for? I'm having an existential crisis because I'm coughing. Yeah, well, I need to watch season three. Yeah. Another eight good. episodes. Sounds good. Season two was, you know, it's decent. Yeah. It's fine. It just wasn't as good as the first series. No. Never is. It? I do like Skeletor in it. He's a bit, um, he gets dragged <laughs> into goofy shit all the time, doesn't is it? Is it Mark Hamill again? No, no, that's Mark, it? no, some other guy. I oh. don't know. Um, might have been Fred Tasco, I can't remember. But, um, He's he like gets dragged into goofy shit. There's an episode where there's a bunch of droids. They're protecting one of the sigils on a train. Yeah. Um. And the droids got bored, so they just started dancing. So they all ballroom dance, and anyone who gets out of line, they start shooting at. So Skeletor and He Man have to dance their way through, through the room. Are they working together? Or are they? Well, they're both trying to get to the sigil, and they both like right. We're both here. Whoever gets to it first gets the sigil. So they start ballroom dancing with each is... other, and then the droids. So He Man and Skeletor is Skeletor as strong. I guess so uh, in this. Who knows? He doesn't turn back into Keldor in this. Who's Keldor? That's brought up. Keldor is who Skeletor is. Keldor's is he King Randor's brother. Oh, right. He Man's uncle. Oh, the one with he the weird evil. face. His face melted. He lost his face. Fell, I face, that. face I well, that. he got turned into Skelly Man, didn't he? he got turned he got into turned a Skeletor. Into um, but in the original 2011-2001 cartoon, wasn't he? His face melted. Yeah, he got acid for his yeah. face. He was playing with acid. He was running down the hall with acid, and he mm, tripped. tripped. Got in his face. Got in his face. Yeah, that happens, like, man. News. Curse you, Peter Pan. Hmm. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what his famous quote was. His famous. Bring me, Peter Pan. His famous quote is, "Chase me, he man. Chase <laughs> me. I'm not nice." Hmm. Yeah. What if they do a Christmas episode? They have to do a Christmas episode, don't they? Eventually, that'd be fun. Anyway, uh, He Man: The Masters Universe season two. Which was on next? Was it released on Netflix at the start of this year? Three seasons in less than a year. What's going on? Three seasons of a movie. They're just what? What sort of abuse is going on at Netflix that's causing them to churn through? They just uh, don't care. animators. Just, this cost. They just buy whoever they want. Yeah. Because apparently the um the team who worked on She-Ra were like worked like their to fingers the to the bone to, to the get bone. that show 
made. To I still want a movie. Bone. I still want a movie of that. Just, oh, what, a, just, a, just where a little. Would it go? Where haven't they treaded? Just explore what happens with the characters afterwards. I don't care. I just want. But, like, but what do you? I want, want to, to see, see more Scorpia. As a fan, you just want more Scorpia. Maybe some scissoring. Can we get some scissoring? Yeah. We've just give the fan fix what they want. The fanfic right is what they want. He's still got a little bit of Hordak. Hordak's still around. You know, he's not evil anymore, but maybe we could explore what it means for him to try and have a good, be, be a good person. You know? Do you think I would ever put my morals below... Hordak? No, do you think I'd ever, like... Are you going on about your phone? Why is your phone so bright? I don't know, I never know. You, that's going to hurt your eyes, man. Probably. You're going to have trouble sleeping. I mean, I do anyway. You've got to dim, dim the phone down a little bit. But yeah, do you ever think that I'd just like throw my morals out, my win- out the window just to uh, like, you know... Yeah, all the time. <laughs> anyway, so what's your next review? <laughs> my next review's the big one. Is so it, is I, this your fourth review? Yeah, it's my fourth oh, review. God. So, Ant, yeah. I don't know if you're aware, Yeah. but I bought something. Oh. I bought something. I spent too much money on a thing I didn't need, but I really wanted... Those He-Man figures. Yeah, those He-Man figures downstairs. He-Man no, I bought myself a yeah, Steam Deck. I bought myself a Steam Deck. What's one of them? It's a Valve Steam Deck, eh? It's like a Switch, but for grown-ups. It looks like an Atari Lynx. It looks like an Atari Lynx. You're not wrong. Um, I spent 450 quid on a fucking giant computer, handheld computer Switch thing that you can play your PC games on the go on. Nice. And I thought to myself, look, I've got to set my expectations low. I thought when this arrives, I'm probably not going to be able to play games to like a proper enjoyable frame rate. It's probably going to be like a very balked experience. But I am happy to say that it's actually very, very, very good. No, you're getting paid off by Valve. I'm getting paid off by Valve. No, it's it's very, very good. They have been quite smart with this console. Um, like if anyone has known the history of Valve and them making hardware you'll know that Valve are one of those companies that for a long time went, hey, look, we've got this really cool thing. There would be a great idea, mm. but to use it, you're probably going to need a big sure, it would PC. be a cool thing. What? Half-Life 3. Now, don't <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself there. Uh, but or like, just Half-Life episode 2, episode 3. Yeah, that'd be good. Fucking... Uh, so basically, a lot of like Valve's early attempts at hardware, it was like, here's the Steam controller. It's quite a good controller, but you're going to have to use Steam to use it. And then if you want to use it on anything else, you'll still need Steam. Oh. And then you had the Steam you had the Steam Link. Do you remember the Steam Link? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you can play your video games anywhere on any TV as long as you turn on your big PC at home when you do it and have a pretty good internet connection and a Steam controller. <laughs> and, like, it was always a bit like, you know, they were they were taking one step forward... But you would still have Two to steps firmly. Back. No, you'd still have to firmly have your foot back where you started. Oh, and one of them was a cat. Yeah, one of them was a cat. Okay. It was. It was always just a case of they never released anything that was like a complete console. Like they had the Steam boxes. Do you remember that for a brief while? They were like bespoke PCs oh, yeah. made with Alienware. Yeah. And they were ungodly expensive things that just really didn't provide a full experience. Like there was one that you could buy that was like an Intel dual core chip. With 16 gig of RAM, and it was like the low spec model, and it was a grand. Yeah. And it really didn't make any sense from a Rich consumer like perspective. 
I remember them sending the, the Steam links for like five quid or whatever. Oh, yeah, the Steam Just to get rid of them. Because they failed miserably. They started out at 100. Because no one wants to stream games. No matter. No, that was the Anyone problem. who streams games and says it's good is lying. So, so that's kind of so for a long they got time. Dulled senses. For a long time, I've been looking at the Steam Deck, and I sailed on the Steam Deck over the other because there's like a load of Chinese ones coming out now that have Steam OS and a similar experience. But the problem is that a lot of them are like, "We've given you an OLED screen and 1080p, and here's what you can do with it." But the problem is the battery life is. But shorter. also, it'll set on fire. Yeah, yeah, the battery life is shorter. The thermals aren't as good. You won't get the same performance. And it's just like every so every time I saw something there that was, was interesting. There was one that set on fire. One there, like it was a handheld PC thing that some long time ago. that was being sold on AliExpress a while uh, yeah, ago. I think it was a long time ago. But it, it wasn't was like ago. a proper PC. It was, it was one, one of those AliExpress. It was like jobs. a Win XPD that someone had yeah. bought. Yeah, like they shoved loads of cooling stuff. Or was in it there. a GameCube thing? Oh, what the handheld one? Yeah. No, the Wii one was the one that got very hot. That one the guy made with the wires because it it's like a whole Wii in a mm, hand. Wires. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, I settled on this one because I'm usually a fan of like trying to, you know, get like a Chinese knockoff version of something because it does tend to be, you know, it's cheaper and it has sort of the same same level of components, especially when it comes to PC stuff because it's such a varied sort of experience depending on what tech you get you get in there. Um, but Set on the Steam Deck. There was a Logitech one I was watching for a while. I think you have you seen the Logitech, the stream thing that they've released. Possibly. So Logitech have made. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've made like a oh, Game Pass machine, but the difference is that that's just a mobile phone with a controller on the yeah, side. Yeah, they always go for stream one because it's cheaper to do. Yeah. You just. But it costs three hundred quid, which yeah. is only fifty pound less than the Steam Deck. That'd be really useful when fucking they shut down the servers for yeah. it. Inevitably. So, so I went for a Steam Deck, and I went for a Steam Deck. But like, that would never happen with a streaming service. No, would they? Never shut that down. Never, never happen. No. Never. Anyway, in unrelated news, we're not allowed to take Stadia controllers in at CX anymore. Oh, we have to put them as generic USB controllers because you can't use them for anything you other than a Bluetooth USB. On them. Yeah, yeah. People are trying to activate the Bluetooth. They're not down the price to a fiver. So if you want a Stadia controller, they're five they're quid in really CX nice controllers. right now. Yeah, it's really disappointing they can't be used because yeah. apparently at one point they, the Bluetooth was working on Xboxes. Yeah. Like they activated it, no, and then they turned it off. Yeah, because the controller has to always be connected to the internet, but it is Bluetooth. It has Bluetooth it in could it. Very well, just work as a Bluetooth controller. It could, yeah, yeah, if they could activate it. But it's Google. Oh, but they couldn't possibly. No, like such as when you remember how the Xbox One definitely needed a Connect. Yeah, of course. To run, and then they released it's the integral. version without the Connect. They had the magic. Chip I remember in when it. I got the Xbox One, you still had to have a Connect if you wanted to friggin'. Um, upload a video to Twitter or edit a video. It was insisted you connected a connect. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Do you remember that? That was nonsense. Anyway, so, sorry, back to the point. So I spent £450 on a Steam Deck, a 256 gigabyte handheld device. It's essentially a Switch because it is a 720p screen, but it is a 16 gig of RAM, eight, eight, uh, sorry, four core, but eight hypothetical cores or threaded cores inside this machine. And it somehow works... The wonders of RDNA 2, which is the same technology that's inside the Series S and Series X and the PS5, in a handheld. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how the witchcraft works. Normally, I'm quite good with technology, but this is fucking phenomenal for multiple reasons. I expect... I heard it making a lot of noise the other day when you left it in here. After, really? Yeah, when you left it in here after me oh, and Oh, yeah, Paul it has a fan it. in it. You left it running. And I mean, it, it proper has a fan. Yeah, proper has a fan in it. It's good. It's yeah. good. If you need to heat a room, get a Steam Deck. <laughs> but basically, it is, it is as a product, there is so much going on here that is actually usable and useful. It's not on, so it won't do it. I like it when I press it. 
and does the haptics. No, I just like to press. If it. you look, check this out. Look. Right. It went bleep bleep. Yeah. Yeah. To be on. Yeah. All right, because I turned yeah. it off properly. Yeah. I'm bad Is that there. their logo? Yeah, that's the Steam logo. It does the. That logo looks like a friggin' you know, like a, a gen- you know logo. when you get a third party Switch controller uh, or box bag case or something, and it's got yeah. some logo on it. It looks like that. So, no, oh, it's not doing it because I'm not on Steam OS. Uh, load to Steam OS. Load to Steam OS because it's loading it. the desktop. You don't sell it to make it do that. But it might work. Yeah. Anyway, so it has a complete product. Has so much going on. There's- yeah. Oh, they did it. Yeah. Yeah. See, fuck you. It won't work. It worked. Yeah. Um. So this. Yeah. Oh wait, no. It's just—is this just big picture? Is this? It's big picture. No, it's not. It's SteamOS. Yeah. All right. Let me turn haptics on. So it, it as a product has so much going on that is like useful little shit that that you know just doesn't need to be in there, but is so nice to have in there. And as a device, it works so. Don't you fucking do that. I know what you're like because you'll slip and accidentally. Fucking take a chunk out of there's, me. There's holes in the. You top, get the fuck. Put them down. Put down your toe knife. Play with that. Shut up. Um, but as a device, it has so many weird, weird little things that they put in there that just work. There are um, either side of the screen are small mouse pads that you can use to use to use the mouse key essentially. So if you want the left doing one, anything, because you're not doing anything. What are you trying to do? I want to navigate the bench. Well, you can't because you're not in the fucking. You're not on the desktop. Will you stop? Just go to the library. Just play a game. Stop trying to fucking break it. Who are you? Are you me? Usually you're well behaved. Who gave you sugar? Oh, it's not got Nintendo controls. No, it doesn't. I keep pressing B instead of A. What are you doing? Don't you buy a game. You buy a game and you will be sent to your room and you will not... Press B. Press B. Oh, hang on. It made a rumble there when I pressed it. Library, that's where I want to go. Yeah. Oh, you can use it as like a D-pad. Yes, you can. Oh. There you go. Anyway, so the, the it just has so many little touches in there to make it a fully usable PC, and that's incredible. Like the level of the level of quality to it as a device, it feels heavy. It feels like strong. It's not. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't really have any give or anything. And the controllers themselves, the thumbsticks feel fantastic. It's just as a product, it's surprisingly well thought out. Well, yeah. So I've been drinking orange juice. Not you press A, press A, press A. It's asking you if you it's want. It's saying to... starting launch. Oh right, yeah, because I've never launched it. Yeah. Um, it's got to load it into the actual thing. Yeah. So there you go. Do you want to put the volume up? It's on the left side. Speakers aren't great. That's the one side. That's the one thing that's not great on there. They're loud, but they're a little bit tinny. But um, but it's and here's the other thing as well. The thing isn't limited like the Switch. Often you have to play games in thirty because that's like the maximum. If you want to change the frame rate, by the way, you're on this side. Uh, no, you can't do it in the video settings. You press the button there, and you can change the thermals. You can change the performance. So go down. All right, go right. There you go. Go down, and you've got. You keep going. Keep going, and you've got your frame rate here. I've 40. got it on forty. Yeah, I've got it on forty because I was playing Fallout Four. It goes weird if you set it to other ones. So set it all the way to whatever you want to. It should it be able to run a lot higher than. Well, yeah. No, go to it. Yeah. Go up. Yeah. Go up. Press yeah. A on the. Go down. Press A. Frame rate limit, go off. And then refresh rate, knock it up. You get 60. 60. 60. There you go. Right. That's fine. 60 is fine. the resolution? So and it's and it's just it's it's 720p. Why do you want to change the resolution? 
Is this is playing lower than 720p? Well, then go to video settings. I guess in the game, yeah. Yeah. We can get higher than this. Yeah, it's you can go. It's like 17. It's like 1280 by 90, 900 or whatever it is. 800. There you go. That's the one. That's the maximum. Go high. Yeah. Go ultra. Go fucking max it out. See what you can do. And you don't want it to be in windowed mode, do you? What are you doing? Display mode windowed. Max a little bit better. What are you doing? Display mode window. I don't know. It's on Windows. You got it on Windows. Full screen. Yeah. And apply changes. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Some people, some fucking people, don't know how to work a PC. Um, but yeah, it is an experience is is really odd because it is like a complete PC, but the SteamOS is a Linux-based operating system, and it gives you all the options. There are overlays to do graphical settings, as I was just taking out for you. You can change frame rates on the fly. You can change almost everything about everything about the actual process just to get the experience you want. It being a 720p screen is a lot smarter than them going for a 4K or a 1080p screen just because it reserves battery. A lot of games do still work in 720p or 1280 by 800, whatever the actual resolution might be. And and with regards to the actual functionality of it, there is there is something fucking incredible about playing a game like The Witcher 3 on Switch. When you take that experience and you make it so it's possible... Switcher. On- when you make it make it so it's it's possible on the go on almost any RPG that's being released on PC right up until today, that's fucking amazing, because that's that's really the sweet spot. Unlike all those other, all those other bloody, um, all those other consoles where you you are having a reduced a reduced experience, mm-hmm. having the full PC experience, having that that ability to change things, having the ability to play those games on the go, it's just a whole new audience. And it's an audience of people that were never going to spend 800 quid on the newest graphics card because they just don't have the room for a monitor, for the PC. They can't justify those costs. But how hard is it to justify the cost of £350 for a complete PC experience? £350? Yeah, that's what they start at. So they start at £350, that's with an EMC storage. So that's just like an SD card soldered to the motherboard. Yeah. The one that I've gone for is the one with the, um, the M2... Fourth gen storage, which is a two five six SSD. So for a hundred pound difference, you get that. Um, I thought it's easier to go for that than it is to just go for the AMMC. Not sure if I can upgrade it or not, and then have to, you know, put an SD card in there, can't you? But the SD card doesn't run as fast. I've got one in there already. Yeah, that doubles the storage. A lot of games are going to be fine with that. Yeah, they are. I mean, most games are going to load stuff into the RAM. And speaking of RAM, sixteen gig of RAM in a handheld means that you just you've got enough power to do. All of those, you've got enough power to play all those games. And it is, it's the equivalent experience of playing a Series S in your hands, essentially. It's like having a Series S that you can play in your hands. And I, I've bought a few games on it. The game that I've been playing the most is Fallout 4, just because Fallout 4 was always a game. I played it initially for so many hours on the Xbox One when it was initially released, like hundreds of hours. And I played it when, you know, that was probably the worst way to play it, if I'm not completely honest, other than playing on, say, like a PS4. Where I didn't have any of the DLC, at least I had the DLC that I could download on the on the Xbox initially. Yeah, and and it was and it was like trying to get you. Um... It was between twenty four and thirty frames, you know, and it wasn't really great. There was a lot of loading issues, texture popping, you know. There were like glitches and bugs and stuff, and and that just that was that was inf- that was frustrating. And then to come to this seven years later, I've got a handheld that can play the entire game. Store it all on there. Wherever I go, I can just take this console out. I can play Fallout 4. For, I think the battery will give me about four hours of gameplay of Fallout 4 at 40 frames per second, which is near enough the perfect experience on a 720p screen with that with that game. And just getting able, just being able to go back and play that again and play it in, in just such a weirdly magical way is just fantastic. 
So yeah, so as a as a concept, as a design thing, as as an item, is incredible. But there is a bad side to this. Oh no! And the bad side is that if you have a gaming PC, if you have that giant box in your room, more than likely that is going to be your main source of gaming. You might have other no, things. You, you can might have put other this things. out to the console. Anyway, I just got your full combo clear on the first level of. Um, oh, well done, bud. Oh, so Android Cactus. Boom! There's your S rating. Is it going to get an S plus? Ah. It runs well, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but there you go. You can, I've done. I've given you a really good high score. Oh, cool! On the first level of the Sandra Cactus, I'm just saying. Game, so, uh, what Sandra Cactus is fucking? I know. Good. No, I've got it on Switch. I've got it on Xbox. Yeah. I put it on every console because the developers great and they've been good to us. So, yeah. But um, but yeah, like all oh little, my god, the fucking it, it is a concept. What the te- the text is a bit fucked, isn't it? Yeah. But that's the problem with going from something that's designed to have full screen to something like that. What score did I just give you? A score. But, and, and here's the other thing, though. Like, it's not just that that's magical. Ever since I was younger, I've wanted to be able to play the... Um, I've wanted to be able to play the newer Resident Evil games on a handheld. Recently got Resident Evil 4 and 5 on the Switch, and they run in 60 frames per second, and they look fucking great, especially on the Switch OLED, and that is great. That's incredible. But the problem with those games are that I've played them to death. I really have. Whereas Resident Evil 2, the newest one, I've played through uh, twice. I've done... Well, I say twice, four times technically, because I've done both campaigns with both characters on both sides. But I've been meaning to get back into it. There's been an update on the PS5, and I updated it, and I gave it a go, and I just couldn't find the time to sit down with the animals and everything else that I've got to take care of, and travelling to Tisco and so on, the rescue and things like that. Mm. I just didn't have the time to sit down and actually play it and give it the time I wanted. For today, for eight quid, I got a copy of Resident Evil 2 for Steam, and I've loaded it onto the thing. And it is Steam Deck approved, so it's fully working on the console. So straight away, I'm able to play that game on the go. Apparently, it gives you about two and a half to three hours of battery life, which is oh. more than enough for like. Hasbro have charged me from a Spider-Man. Yeah, I just saw it pop up on the screen a minute ago. No, um, but it is. Could have told me. It is fucking ridiculous. It is just a little I'm bit so ridiculous great. that it's taken so long for that to be a thing that we can play. Um, but I guess that technology's just reached that sweet spot where they've got. I mean, it's it's an AGPU. So it's a, it's, oh, sorry, it's an APU. So it's a GPU and a CPU on one chip. And you've got the four cores for the actual CPU. And then you've got RAM is distributed to the GPU that's on that same chip. What's the graphics card on it? It's just an RDNA 2 68. I think it's a free 800U. One no, it's of the not an NVIDIA chips. thing. Nope. No. Which is really weird. Because it's an expect- NVIDIA, you'd be able to shadow play. Yeah. But cool. instead, it's the same thing that they've got on more modern consoles. Yeah. yeah. So it's the AMD side of things because they've got the AP. NVIDIA's kind of fucked it recently, though, because isn't it um, EVGA are just not... They've said they're not going to make any more NVIDIA graphics cards. Well, no, because didn't they fuck them? Yeah, they've just gone, the, fuck this isn't nonsense. It the 30, the they're going to switch. They'll, they'll make AMD graphics isn't cards. Isn't it 4090 that's fucked them, basically? Because it's like, what is it, 1,500 quid? Oh. And it's like the parts for it are fucking ridiculous, and it's just... More than anyone's ever going to use. Bitcoin miners, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... Really impossible to get anything. This is this is something that I, I, I wanted from the Switch. And it's I, I still play the Switch. I still love the Switch. But when you've got games, you're being charged, what? 40 quid for Resident Evil 2 to be a cloud version on the Switch. Mm. And then instead, I can go to Steam, get eight pound, pay £8 and get Resident Evil 2 on this. playing the cloud games on Switch. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. I played uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on the cloud. See, I... Was on the bait. Oh, well, I had on live. I had on live. Yeah, it was kind of rubbish. Look, look, and you're forgetting that I've been an early adopter of stream for a very long time. You had on live. I bought my Nvidia. I remember playing the Batman game and being, ah, 
yeah, it's all right. I can play this. And then I played Unreal Tournament, and I was oh, like, no, no, cannot play this. No. We had. Remember, I brought my Shield TV over, and we streamed through yeah. the whole of those arcade games. Yeah, and they were choppy. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have an issue playing them like that. I thought that was fine. But you obviously noticed it a lot more than me, being used to streaming. And I've streamed stuff like it's the input latency. I've streamed stuff on, on Google Stadia. And to be honest, I'm Google sure it'll be Stadia, fine for something like Civilization or well, Sudoku. That's maybe. kind of the thing. <laughs> Google Stadia works so well because the controller connected to the internet. And connected I reckon to the servers. I would feel the input latency playing Picross. Probably. Because the speed but, I play Picross at. But that's, but that's kind of the thing. Like, that's why Stadia was so good in terms of streaming and stuff like that. Because the controller connected to the internet at the same time as the Chromecast. The controller connects to the internet. internet. The internet connects to the Google servers. Yeah. Um, oh, so what was it that was, fucking was, director? Really Jesus was, Christ. It really was a good system. But streaming's not going to work. For the majority of the world, for now, it's not going to work. And as games get better and more complicated, it may get more and more difficult to stream them. So it may not be the future of gaming. Oh, so God. something like this is going to be going to be more warranted. But yeah, God damn it, being able to play Fallout Four whilst taking a shit is insane. I'm raiding the wasteland ant whilst I raid my my fucking my asshole. Anyway, it's a Tom Atkins. It's a Tom Atkins, but it's a Tom Atkins with caveats. It, as I said, if you've already got a gaming PC, you're getting the same experience. What's nice is this will sync to your Steam library every time you connect it to the web. So if you're playing a game on your PC and you decide you want to go for a fucking you want to go on a trip and you want to take your games with you, you grab your Steam Deck, it's going to update by the cloud. You can play your games in the same position you're in if they're Steam Deck compatible. Even if they're not, I found a ton of games work regardless of what they say. You'll tend to find it's it's absolutely fine playing them on there if you've got a game that has Xbox controller support. It will almost always work fine. Yeah. There's a couple of games where you have to do a few tweaks. It doesn't have analog triggers, does it? Uh, I actually don't know. No. Oh, they are analog. Yeah, yeah they, are. they don't have switches. The top ones are no, switches. No, they're analog. They're analog. Yeah, the top ones are just switches. Yeah. That's analog. I just think it's like, that's one thing with Switch that keeps messing up some game ports that there's no analog triggers. Yeah, because you Like, the even GameCube. their own ones. Yeah, the game we had. Super Mario Sunshine, just you can't do the analog um, water firing on it. The silly billies. Yeah. Silly babillies. It was weird how that Super Mario All-Stars collection, there was like something compromised with the controls on each game that was on it. Because it was like the whole pointer mechanic in Galaxy was like a mess because you had to keep hitting the recenter the button, didn't you? Yeah, you have to keep pressing it to drag it back to the centre. Yeah. And then Mario 64 doesn't really play the same with modern analog sticks compared to an N64 analog stick. Nope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a Tom Atkins with a caveat that it's not for everyone. If you don't already have an existing library, I've got. I it turns out I've got about four hundred games on Steam, and I've just added um, download RetroArch on Steam. And you can, yeah. you can, you can play. It actually plays. Um, from what I've seen, it plays up to uh, PS2 games fine. So PS2, GameCube, and Xbox games are plays fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot of games on GOG that work, work really well on there, despite not having like Isn't GOG a racist term. No, no, good old games. It sounds like a racist. Um, and Epic Games works on there as well now. You can get Heroic Launcher and you can just put the game straight on there and then you can link them to your Steam library and they pop up. Yeah. Um, but with regards to Steam, just the amount of games that are on there, how cheap they are, this is probably going to be my handheld going forward. I'll still play the Switch for like exclusives mm. and stuff, but... Don't want Atari Lynx. No, 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 no. Although I could emulate one on here. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, really fucking solid. Really surprisingly good. I had a lot of concerns, but... Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with my purchase. Yay! Yay! I'm going to take it into work tomorrow and get some cash for it. No, you're fucking not. Uh-huh. 
You're I've a viewer. Sell Pokemon Ruby on eBay yeah. or something. I need the money. Yeah. I don't know how it's just disappeared. It's like, it's that loan. It's that fucking loan. Yeah. Yeah. It's how life goes. I deal with loans the loan every day. And the electricity and the friggin' what bill came out the other day? Water rates. Fucking water rates, man. They're, they're pouring shit into the oceans and rivers around the country. And my water rates keep going up every year. Right. What is my water, what is my water bill paying for? Yeah. What's my water bill paying for? Can't go for a swim in the local rivers like I would normally do. So I'm well, I'm well known for swimming in rivers because literal feces. Imagine if you took your kids to the beach and instead of worrying about them finding jellyfish, you've got to worry about them finding turds. I mean, obviously they'll be mushy, I guess. They've probably, be, they've probably been destroyed by the time they got to there. With whole turds just floating out of pipes. <laughs> Into the ocean. <laughs> That's basically what the seas are now. Don't dunk your head under the water, kids. Yeah. I remember, did you ever find a jellyfish at the beach? No. Oh, I did when I was a kid, quite a few times. Um, sometimes it was just a bit of shopping bag, though, that found its way onto the beach. But yeah, I found a jellyfish a few times. Poke them with a stick. Dead. Don't pick them up. No, because they'll sting you. Yeah, even when they're dead, they'll sting you. Um, right, my last review. Power Rangers Dino Fury Season 2 is finished. Exciting times for Power Ranger fans. Um, but Dino Fury has been pretty dang good. Um, I'm going to go with the opinion that is the best Power Rangers has been since like the Disney era. Um, which isn't hard, to be honest, but the Disney era was pretty good quality Power Rangers back then. Um, but yeah, Season 2 came along. They've, like, they all the all the plot threads... Not that there's tons of complex plot in Power Rangers. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty simple. Super Sentai more likes weaving plot threads through, but um, yeah, this built up. There was there's a plot twist in this season, which I guessed right at the very start, and people were like, nah, nah, it's not it. Um, but there was another little hint that I was right, um, in the previous block of episodes, um, and I was right. I was right. I was right all along. And I deserve money. Do I win a prize? Um, there's some really good episodes this season. They're really up in the amount of like action sequences they're shooting just in the US. Um, like because Rear Soldier has like some good action. Super Sentai always has some pretty good action scenes in it. But there's stuff in this where they've like taken the shooting techniques they use in Super Sentai, such as the GoPro on a gimbal pole, which they use a lot. Where they fling, they like have a GoPro on a gimbal at the end of a pole. So they can like swoop it under the actors' legs and stuff when they're doing fight sequences and weave it in and out of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like that stuff. And they use nice that bit a of kinetic camera. Yeah, they use that a lot. There's a fight sequence with in an episode focusing on Izzy, um, where it's a fight scene around a playground, like a climbing frame and stuff. Yeah, and it's all like using all that a whole bunch. There's a really clever shot in one episode, which is like swooping around between the characters and then goes whoop straight up onto a building. Um, it's quite neat. Um, but no, it's uh, freaking top good stuff. I like the episode with Izzy where um, she her, she her girlfriend's been got a placement in like an athletics college, and Izzy's like, oh, but I want to go to the college as well. But she sort of like turned it down because she she chose that she you know she's a Power Ranger, she has to protect the city, but she can't tell her girlfriend about you know what's going on. But in the process of rescuing her girlfriend as the Green Ranger. Her, her girlfriend Fern says, "Oh, she loves she loves Izzy, 
and she doesn't want to be without her. And it's like kind of interesting because I saw some people going, oh, they just try and do a token gay character in the show. Now, they went all in on this. Like, short of having the characters kissing on screen, which they didn't do, but like Power Rangers, for some reason, has never shown characters kissing apart from Billy, um, Tommy and Kimberly once in Series 1 of Power Rangers or Series 2. For some reason, they always avoid it. Because, you know, who knows? What if kids, kids see kissing, especially if it's two girls? But um, at least it's a step in the right direction that they let them say they love each other and they hug and stuff. And it's a bit sad that they're splitting apart. But they're not going to because she's got to teleport. She can teleport so she can go meet her. It's fine. Um, but that was that was a really good episode, that one. I like that one. Um, they've done a couple episodes with those two characters. They've been good. Like the one when they're going to prom and the mum gets mixed up about what to get, what costume to make for her daughter. And she makes her a suit, but the suit goes to someone else. Mix up. Um, yeah, she gets the dress. She didn't like it. Um, but yeah, um, the, the, using the footage from Ryu Soldier, like it doesn't follow the plot of Ryu Soldier in the slightest. This isn't... Some seasons of Power Rangers really stick to the plot and merely mirror the plot points of the Super Sentai. Ryu Soldier was a very sort of introverted show. Um, a lot of people don't like it, but I've got a lot of love for it. But Rear Soldier, a lot of the time, was about like loss and how people deal with loss. Yeah. And it was a lot of death in Rear Soldier, and it like that was a whole thing. This doesn't do any of that. Keeps it nice and simple. Um, you know, keeps it more more upbeat because it's for the kiddie winks in America who don't like to deal with serious stuff. Apparently, They've got to shield their kids so they can go to school and get shot. Um, they should do a school shooting episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> Fucking just do it. Just friggin' Just have an episode where someone goes in with a laser pistol and No, starts. no, with a gun. Just fucking shoots people and the Power Rangers don't can't be there to stop it. Yeah? Because, you know, you got you gotta acknowledge what kids go through at school. You know? Oh, homework. Oh, I've been put in detention. Oh, I've gotta do the school run meet thing. Where's the school shootings? That's what kids are dealing with at school nowadays. Uh, um, Sam Murrell made a, maybe they just concentrate on the giant monsters Sam Murrell the guy that I showed you the joke of earlier he had a, a good joke about that where he was like um, he was like back in my day there weren't many real consequences to having to go to summer school hmm. but nowadays kids probably talk about it like they've been to Iraq it's like oh, I've just done two tours of junior year I don't want to go back I don't want to go no. back for another tour in between I wouldn't um, it's, it's fucking terrifying isn't it and like yeah. people are like they put this How are kids weird... meant to find a giant monster stepping on their school scary? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, it's like, at any point, we might have to duck under our desks and prepare for death. They're worried <laughs> about the violence in Power Rangers. Yeah. Really? You're that's, worried about the violence in Power Rangers things... when your kids have to learn how to hide behind a door. That's that's one of the things I find Pick so, a funny, hiding place. so funny about um, Cobra Kai. Like, it's in a universe where people still use random karate fights in the street to mm. deal with... Yeah. To deal with their personal issues. That's how you issues. do deal with personal issues. That's Instead, how I do it all the time. But, but they don't have any school shootings in Cobra Kai. No. Like, they don't have a solemn episode where someone comes in with an M16. Like, they just go it's like... It doesn't happen on TV in America, doesn't it? <laughs> don't want the rest of the world to know. No, well, I mean, they yeah. do. Yeah. Look at... Have you seen the thing recently about Alex Jones? Like, he did a Channel 5 interview with... Uh, you know, Channel 5 is like the uh, the small news network, basically. Oh. It's the, they Have you never seen their videos? No. 
they're the people that used to do um, that. Um, they did like spring break and stuff like that. They would just go to events and he'd just wear a suit and he would just talk to people. Yeah. And he just literally talked to everyone. And he got to do an interview with Alex Jones and Alex Jones just lost his fucking mind. He's like, I killed those kids. I did this. I did that. And like, he was being sarcastic, but he was just throwing out there. And it's like, this was recorded two months before his court cases started. Yeah. And so obviously now his court cases have started and they've released the video like as part of their channel video, like their normal update schedule. And, like, he's going for another court case and there's, like, more shit. Like, are you taking any of this seriously? It's like, yeah, I'm taking it seriously. It's like, then why don't you comply with Discovery? Right. Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Been School a really shooters. good series. School shooters, eh? They, um, they changed a lot in the finale. I was quite surprised. Because the monster at the end of Rear Soldier is a big old scary, like, mm. flesh monster thing. Um, it's a bit, a bit grim. It's but a bit sexy. There's this whole thing where... Um, one of the characters sort of dies and ends up being a spirit inside the thing. That doesn't happen in this. Um, instead, the villain is inside the monster's chest and it's kind of gory. Like the chest all opens up and it's all fleshy and bony and stuff. It's a bit grim. Um, and there's a whole action sequence that they did where they're like sliding around the monster's body because the, their mechas have been used up and they're like shooting down the arms and sliding around and hitting enemies and fighting them on the side. It's really impressive, like flashy action sequence. Like, they really go above and beyond with it. And, you know, it's interesting to see where they're going to go from here. Um, there's some really good... I don't know if they did Force Perspective or if they were blue screening or, like, compositing in, like, giant characters into shots because there's a sequence where they've got these morphing masters who are, like, nine foot tall and the actors are, like, walking around them and stuff. And I want to know how they did it because every answer I can come up with feels like it should be beyond the scope of, like, a Power Rangers show. Because I expect them to cut corners everywhere. But the characters are all in shot and they're interacting and they're like moving around each other and one of them's nine foot tall. And they're not on stilts. It's just a big person, I guess. Yeah. But um that was really well done. Um apparently the next series, well we know not apparently anymore, we know Cosmic Fury is the follow up series. It's the first time they're gonna keep the cast from one series to the next, and Cosmic Fury is gonna be a ten episode series. It's gonna be a mini series. And to shut up, there was a website called Illuminerdy. I don't know if you've heard about them. I remember them, yeah. Um, they put out a rumour like two years ago and they said, no, it's definitely fact. Hasbro and Toei aren't working together anymore. Dino Fury is going to be the end of their collaboration. And from then on, Power Rangers is just going to be all US footage, no Toei footage. So the new series of Cosmic Fury, people saw the costumes. Like They showed a costume at the end of Dino Fury that's like a a new original costume. Yeah. And then they put out this picture of the new costumes for Dino Fury, for Cosmic Fury, and their original costumes, but then they just go and show that they're using all the props and the mecha from Q-Ranger. Yeah. They're adapting Q-Ranger. The way I think it's going to be is it's going to be, because the opening 10 episodes of Q-Ranger are a bit of a mess and a nightmare. What's that? It's framed. I don't know. I don't 154. Know. What? Out of 154, right. Oh. Um... Because they showed footage from Q Ranger, they they the first ten episodes of Q Ranger are a bit of a mess. Yeah, and they introduced like nine Rangers in ten episodes. I think what they're going to do with this Cosmic Fury as a ten episode series is basically skip over everything in the first ten episodes. Yeah, and by the end of the series, they'll have new powers, and the next series will be a full on adaptation of Q Ranger, and they'll welcome in a new team. Have they brought in um, the American Rangers at any point? What? Have they brought in the American Rangers? Because you, you said the other day that Tommy and Thingy are coming back. 
No, Billy and Zack are coming back to... Oh, right, yeah. They're going to be in, in Cosmic Fury, I guess, oh, right, as mentors okay. yeah. or something. Um, but I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to skip over the first, like, ten episodes of Q-Ranger, and they're going to basically keep the other team from Dino Fury, mm-hmm. and not that way they don't have to introduce nine Rangers, because Q-Ranger, Q is Japanese for nine, there's nine team members, but that expands to 12 as the show goes on. There's actually oh, right. 12 members okay. in the team. So it's, it's going to get a bit busy. Yeah, so I think they're going to rely on you knowing the cast of Dino Fury. You don't have to introduce them and stuff. And they'll introduce who the new Rangers are going to be. Like another four Rangers. Well, they've got six. So I guess they'll introduce three and then the other three, the last ones will join in later. Mm. Um, I don't mean two, three, three of the Rangers in Q-Ranger are like robots. So three of them can just be dudes in suits. I don't think it'd be any of the main cast. I don't think they'll make the main cast be dudes in suits. I imagine they'll use them. Because one of them's like a massive bull man. He turns it, he's like a bull robot. He's made out of bulls? No, like a bull, as in a bull. He's oh, a, a bull? Yeah. Like in a china shop? Yeah. So I doubt they're going to make an excuse to have his, you know, not going to have a human turn into a big bull man I robot. But um, no, that's where I think they're going with it. And Dino Fury is good stuff. Really solid Power Rangers-y stuff. Lots of new props, costumes. They use power-ups on Rangers that didn't get to use them in the original series. So it's all like extra stuff they're shooting. Is there, like, um, is there a series that you'd recommend to people that aren't you know, into Power Rangers? Like somewhere people should watch start. Power Rangers, man. I mean, if you're not watching Power Rangers already, you're probably a snob. Yeah, you stuck up. Or RPM. RPM's really good. RPM was bad, though. No, RPM's fantastic. It's like generally regarded as the best Power oh. Ranger series. It's in tone. It's closer to something like the Flash or Arrow and stuff. It's more that sort of teen action series. Goes a bit younger after that because that's when Saban got the rights back after RPM because they spunked two seasons worth of budget making RPM. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's why there was that weird year when they just did the weird remaster. Of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers instead because it was cheap to produce um, but yeah what's going on with Power Rangers though after this though I think they're still going to keep adapting Super Sentai footage but, but um, the Super Sentai series have become more and more unadaptable yeah. for the West because you've got Lupin Ranger versus Pata Ranger there's no way they're going to have cops be superheroes in a kids TV show you got like Zenkaija, which relies heavily on the history of Super Sentai. Yeah. Which, like, you know, 12, like, 15 seasons of, they wouldn't be able to cover. No. Without making up some nonsense like they did with Super, with Super Mega Force, whatever it was. Um, Don Brothers is too steeped in Japanese culture to be adapted. Like. What's Don Brothers? Don Brothers is the current series. It's all about Momotaro and. Oni and demons, oh, Japanese cool. demons and that shit. That sounds cool, though. Um, one of the guys is a gorilla guy. There's a CGI dog man and the CGI bird oh. man in the team. They, do they TF? No. Oh, but um, that show's fantastic. TF They're on all over my face. 30, 31 episodes in, and they still don't know who the Black Ranger is on the team. It's the Black guy. He's, they've met him a ton of times. They don't realise he's the Black Ranger. That's one of um, the best Key and Peele sketches, is the one where uh, he's the Blue Ranger, but they keep referring him to the Black Ranger. It's... it's Jordan Peele. Racism. And uh, and he's like he's like Black Ranger, get in there. It's like it's like I've already told you, I'm the Blue Ranger. It's like Black Ranger, I don't know where you're what you're referring to, but get in there. It's like, no, I'm the Blue Ranger. It's like, no, Black Ranger. It's like, 
Where's the blue ranger going? Black ranger, joke. can you follow Master? That's, that's a used up joke. Yeah. Making fun of my Power Rangers. <laughs> um, I'm allowed to. I would like to see him adapt Kira Major because I think it'd be friggin' hilarious to watch an American toy company sell um, crystal and jewel themed toys to children in America because they wouldn't do that. That doesn't seem Because crystal right. and jewels are for girls. No, they're for everyone. I think it would be amazing. And plus, Kira Major's like one of the best Super Sentai series. Fantastic series, top notch. And it's got the guy from um, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen uh, in it. I don't know who that is. You know who he is. You know Pico what? Taro, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. You keep doing this thing and I have no fucking clue. Anyway, Dino Fury <laughs> Season 2. What you press? Stop fucking. Sorry. Stop fucking. Man. Sorry, Dan. Dino Fury Season 2. Good shit. Yeah. And from next year, it's all. They're producing the shows with Netflix. So, interesting where that go. Yeah. Pat, they've got a movie go planned. Up or down? Up, probably. I think they're doing 10 episodes because they can splurge a load of money making a higher quality show for 10 episodes. See how it goes. But, um, yeah. Apparently they're making a movie with Netflix though, aren't they? That's the rumour. Who knows? That's what's been said. That apparently they're planning a movie, which will be a separate thing. But I think they're going to go the Transformers approach where um, everything's kind of canon and everything's kind of in the same universe if you squint a little bit. It's not really. So they can do something that looks completely different but it won't contradict too much from something else. Pen, pineapple, yeah. apple. I would like to do an animated series. I, f- I would like to see, this is my pitch, Hasbro, if you want to hire me, um, a, a Power Ranger series about a bunch of the Power Ranger girls teaching an academy of superheroes. Sexist. Future superheroes, right? Oh, because they can only teach. They can't fight. No, but they're like, they're recruiting new Rangers and stuff, but it's a team Mate, of Power Ranger cannot, girls aimed at like five and six-year-olds, just a light cartoon... Like, you get a bunch of the cast to come back and voice their rangers. And it'll be like, you know that DC superheroes cartoon they did? Unlimited. The one for girls? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one with um, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn and all that. And they're like... They're friends. Yeah, they're best they're friends. Besties. besties. Like that. Like that. That sort of tone. They hang out. Light, fun, you know. But with school shootings. We'll resurrect Trini. Who? We'll get someone else to play Trini. <laughs> um, she's the one who died. But you could have um, cattle come back and get one of the recent rangers. It'll be fun. Make it a bit like rescue bots and all that, you know? Like they get involved in fun adventures, sisters doing it for themselves. Have Rocky be in the show. Rocky's a dumbass. He's an idiot. The kid? No, Rocky's the Red Ranger in, the, in years ago. Oh, the fat guy? No. You're he's the fat guy. To wait now. No. He's like 50 old. That's Jason. Oh, Jason. St. John. Rocky's the second Red Ranger. The one who they made into an idiot as the show went on. Rocky Red. But anyway, I'm done. Uh, say goodbye to the children. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for oh, listening. I was going to just click the stop button. It's 196 episodes and we're we're still going. I'm really hungry because I haven't eaten anything yet. Well, eat something. Shut the fuck up and stop complaining. Oh. Um, I hope you all have a great time. You know, have a good time. Remember that even though the world is on fire and, and everything's going wrong, just... Hold your family close. Fill them kidneys. If you got someone who feels like they've Hold maybe me closer, Tony Danza. If you feel like someone maybe have like has like a little bit extra kidney, you think like it's a juicy one. It's time to time to cultivate that bitch and sell you can it. Take a kidney from someone. You can take yeah. one kidney. They'd survive. Mm. Just they can't drink. Hold me close, oh tiny damn son. So uh yeah, just remember that just in case that's that's our that's our life saving. Oh wait tip. shit. What? Did you wake up Billy Joe Armstrong? No. Uh, September's ended. Yeah, yeah, shit. I'm sure his alarm went off.
Do you reckon? Yeah. Mm. He, I mean, he just—he specifically asked us to wake him up. Have you watched The Empty Man yet? The Kevin Bacon film. No, yeah. you're talking about The Stir of Echoes. No, I'm talking about Hollow Man. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say a woodsman joke there, but I don't uh, think anyone wants us to joke about the Kevin Bacon. The woodsman, the classic, yeah, the film that everyone remembers. It was actually an all right film. Yeah, it's a good film, but yeah. like, um, not exactly pop culture phenomenon. No, much like, like Avatar. Wasn't wasn't it also? It was nominated for an Oscar, wasn't it? The Woodsman. I don't know. I don't Probably. think so. It's a white guy who played a pedophile. They do like endorphins, endorsing pedophiles in, yeah, in Oscars. I mean, like Mel Gibson's still there. Roman yeah. Polanski. <laughs> yeah. And Harvey Weinstein. Well, they they don't talk about him now because he actually got convicted. Oh, really? You're allowed to celebrate him until they get convicted, don't you? Well, now that um, Bill Cosby's out, are they going to celebrate him? <laughs> Maybe. In memoriam. He's allowed an in memoriam when he dies now. <laughs> Fuck it now. Don't accept any drinks from Bill Cosby, ladies. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was the joke in the boys? Oh, Bill Cosby. How's that guy doing? America's dad. Main drinks quite strong. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. I still like the fact that people are like the boys is about people like me, and then you look at them, they're like right wing conservatives. It's like no, you're the butt of the jokes, man. Yeah. And they're like no, it's about me. It's like no, you are you are the butt of the jokes. I'm like Billy Butcher. No, you're not like Billy Butcher. Oh, you silly, silly Willy. You don't get what you're watching. But of course you don't. You're American, probably. Anyway, have a great time. It's been episode 195. Liz trust more than likely Fox Kids. I mean... Let's face it, she's the leader of the... Uh, she's fucking everyone. The conservative. It's over, Oh, yeah, she is fucking everyone. Yeah. To see the Dean Doris has apparently called for a general election. Has she? Yeah. Has she started her Twitter back up to do that? Yeah. Did you see that she apparently deleted her, write some she apparently deleted her Twitter because she was fiction. promised a cabinet position? Lord's position. Lord's position. Yeah. She didn't get it. No. So she's back on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, how long before she's joining Mayor Forrester and having a go at that alien? Probably. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Is that the alien? Which alien is it? The book it's club. basically a little, a little... Oh, not the one from the McDonald's. No, no. So basically it. some kids in a library designed their new mascot. And before it was a dad, and, a dad bear and his little cub. And he's reading the cub a story. And Mayor Forrester thought that that was a female bear, yeah. like, protecting her cub. And she is outraged they've re- replaced it with a non-binary alien. And people have tried to explain to her that aliens probably won't have gender in the same way that we do. It's just a they-them because it's an alien. Mm. And she's like, how dare they indoctrinate the kids in the trans When she finds out about seahorses? <laughs> when does she find out about amphibians and the fact they can switch? Seahorses fucking... Yeah, men give birth. They fuck themselves. They put the babies in them, and then the men give birth. And with amphibians, amphibians can the change turn, sex. The, turn, the frog's gay. Frogs don't need to be turned gay, mate. Mm-hmm. They've been gay for years. Uh, but yeah, like it's all just fucking Get cheesy. Big throats out. If you're a turf, don't listen. You know, just don't listen. We don't. We don't really want you here. Sorry. If you're a GC cultist, and just go. What have you got against grass? If you if you're just turf. one of those gender critical turf people, just fuck off. I don't think you really want. No one wants you here. You know, as David Lynch would say, "Fix your heart or die." Yeah, exactly as David Lynch would say, "Fix your heart or die." That's a lovely sentiment to go out on. Yeah. Fix your heart or fuck off and die. Yeah. Right. Have a lovely evening, everyone. Remember, don't let Liz trust babysit, and really don't let Andrew Andrew Prince Andrew. Ugh, he got his title back. Don't let him babysit because he fucks kids as well. Should go Pizza Express. I ain't going nowhere near Pizza Express. They let that pedo in. Oh. There's pedo all over the place. There's gonna be pedo on the chairs. Pizza day. 
No, pedo. Pedo, yeah, pizza yeah, dough. Pedo. Pizza dough. Pedo. <laughs> oh, okay. Bye. bye. The dough he's peed in. Bye. Bye. Bye.